Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that makes its living by talking about Kelly Kapowski turning 50. Here are two guys that have cornered the market on diet sarsaparilla, Matt and Doug. And when I say Kelly Kapowski, I mean Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes. Did you see the picture that she posted? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to bite that. <laughs> Wouldn't mind. Yeah. It actually yeah, kind of I took mean, me down a screech rabbit hole. Did it really? How yeah. so? Well, just because, you know, people were commenting on, on it online and they're talking about Save by the Bell. And I was talking about how, you know, we actually broke the news that he had cancer. <laughs> oh, you bro- I'm like, what? You, you on a message board? Yes. You broke it. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. Well, that was weird because, you know, it, it happened right after we had talked about him because I I met him and then mm-hmm. it, it was just weird. But anyway, it's Matt. How you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thursday night. Yep. Just consistency, consistency. So let's go ahead and get started. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. I have very little this week. You know, when it comes to housekeeping, you tend to do a deeper dive than I do. I didn't have you much th- this week either because, honestly, a couple things about last week's podcast was, number one, it sounded fucking fantastic. Yeah. And it was very, very clean and mm-hmm. very short. Yeah. And this week will not be any of those things. <laughs> Most notes ever. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like... Man, I, I really feel like I got to just write down everything, man. Yeah, and you know, I switched my note-taking style, so I'm not basically rewriting the script as I went along, but I'm seeing just the, the word count climb and climb and climb. Yeah, and yeah. Even without much in Listener Reaction Roundup, it still was the longest by far. hmm Yeah. So anyway, uh, going back to last week, we talked about... Um, Bobby, who was Tom Selleck's son, was in The NeverEnding Story. And I apologize. This clip is probably going to trigger some people because I know you said you never saw this movie. But this was the kid kid from last week's movie was reading a story and then was able to, like, visualize the story. So we were watching the story. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not done yet. Sorry, I so, thought you were done. So no, intro is so longer the kid, than the clip. So the kid who is in the story that we're watching has this horse, and this horse is like his best friend. And I can't remember if they have to go find this giant toad or this giant tortoise in the swamp of sadness, and the horse starts to sink. That sounds like crawl. <laughs> it's but it's not. Okay. It's not crawl. Okay, fine, fine. <sighs> Get to you. You have to try. You have to care. For me. You're my friend. I love you. I am worried. 
And before our very eyes, the horse sinks into the swamp and dies. And there's no happy ending with the horse. The horse is dead, man. And that I think that fucked up a lot of kids. All right. So I got something a little special here, um, just because it's the first thing in my podcast housekeeping notes anyway, is... I'm going to give my son Dawson a chance to defend himself because he tripled down on the iPhone expandability. <laughs> okay. And said I was acting like a dick when I talked about it. Is he coming on the podcast? He just walked away. Oh, he did? <laughs> he was actually on mic and he just walked away. Oh, wow. What a dick. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, he did triple down on it. I, well, I just kind of, I didn't tell There's him that no it was place. Coming. There's no place on an iPhone for you to add like a little memory chip. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. I know. Okay. I know. All right. So over to you. Oh, okay. Uh, Donnie, not Mark Wahlberg, was in Saw 2 and 3. Yes. I knew that it was Wahlberg. You dismissed me so quickly. Well, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you could have corrected me, but you didn't know it either. Cynthia Rhodes played Jamie in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Who's Jamie? Not a clue. You could have looked that up, you know. It gives me something to talk about next week. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So during Runaway, when they had the little remote control cars that they were using to try and blow up uh, Tom Selleck and... Lasseter, yep. Kirstie Alley. And I said, something like that happened in Scarface. It did not. They, they They had bombed a car... And Scarface, Al Pacino, was driving. Well, they, they, they planted a bomb on the car, on this car. And then Al Pacino was driving like the chase car with three other bad guys in it who had a remote control. But they had to get close enough to the car to, for the remote control to work. Well, and Bluetooth? Yes. Well, it had this big, long antenna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, but there were kids in the car. And he's like, no, I'm not going to kill any children. And, and then he shot the guy in the head. <laughs> Who had the remote control for the the second week in a row? I'm I'm going to talk very very briefly about Bess. I mm-hmm. I have now given her a new nickname. What's that? The Angel of Death for Birds. The Angel of Death for Birds. Yes, for Birds. Okay. I have nothing else. That's it, man. Okay. Uh, Jen and I both expected your money thing to be larger. My money thing. When you're talking about how your wallet took a hit last week with the baseball oh, stuff. Okay. We were thinking it was going to be like 10, 20, 30 grand. Oh, really? For baseball? Oh, no, not for baseball, but the fact that you even mentioned it. Oh, it's that's a lot of money, man, to pay for. You know, I understand if you're paying playing select baseball and your kid's playing 50 games and doing these tournaments and stuff like that. This is rec ball, man. The fact that I've invested this much money. And like I said... It's not it's it's not damaging my my pocketbook. It was just kind of like, wow, that that was just a lot of money that I paid for him to play 13 games this year. Okay. I there was a clip that upon re-listening to the podcast, I was shocked that neither of us thought to pull. Okay. Because what was last week's movie about? Robots and specifically what has happened to the robots? They're out of control because of uh, bad chips. Well, they actually ask if several times if a robot is like standard or if it has been modified. I've made a lot of special modifications myself. Yeah. Okay. I tried to pull a clip for the sniffing robot. 
I'm telling you, if you not listen, there. It's, it's I turned sniffing. it really, really high up. It's not. There. I even I could hear it on the relist, and I'm I'm like, how did he not hear it? You can hear it going. <laughs> I think that was just me. No, I was holding your my dog. Yeah. Kirstie Alley did indeed love the cocaine. Okay. Per her autobiography, she quit in 1979 and spent an equal dollar amount on flowers each week as she was spending on cocaine. Oh. Which meant she bought 50 dozen roses a week. Wow. Starting in 1980. Okay. Anne-Marie Martin from Sledgehammer did indeed play a hooker per the cast list. Okay. And Sledgehammer did last for two seasons. The bomb, the atomic bomb, was at the end of the first season, and they started the second season with a lower third that said five years earlier. Oh, okay. Which made no sense because they met in the first episode of the first season. Yeah, but it was such a such a silly show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, um, and then the last thing is it takes 33 foot-pounds of pressure to penetrate a skull. There are okay. three... Go ahead. So you're sure that he stabbed her in the skull in this movie? Yeah, it's in the back of the skull. Are you sure it wasn't in the back of the... Like the neck? Like the nape? Yeah, like they showed it Uncommon Valor. Up. It looked like it was higher up. It looked like it was What's the she... back of the skull. Well, I mean, I, I think I know what he was going for because in Uncommon Valor, I think Wilkes, played by Fred Ford, talks about grabbing a guy in the mouth and then jamming this, the the knife up through the soft part of the skull underneath and then scrambling the brains with the knife. Okay. Well, if, if that's true, then the rest of my information is not important, but there yes. are actually three levels of stab proof vests, one, two, and three. Okay. A level three stab proof vest will repel up to 33 foot prones of pressure, which is the same amount it takes to penetrate a skull. And it requires a massive stabbing motion to get to that level. Massive stabbing motion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? I got to be honest with you. Not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't done shit this week other than uh, some work. And I don't know. I'm being, I'm being kind of a bum. I thought you were going to talk about football here. We are going to talk about football. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've just been kind of a bum this week, except with the exception of, you know, working for like three hours each day and then coming home and taking the dog for a walk, which I can finally do now that it's not fucking zero degrees outside. Sure. And all of our snow is melting because it's in the 30s, which is great. And then exercising and, and yeah, and then just kind of chilling. But I guess, you know, the the biggest thing, if you're a sports fan is the Packers lost they're out of the playoffs, which is sad. Yeah. But still they did better this season than I think anybody expected them to. I realize that, but you, you had the 49ers on the ropes in their place. Mm-hmm. You, it, and everybody can blame the kicker. That was a team loss. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they did fire the defensive coordinator. Mm hmm which I think has been a long time coming. But the defense actually has stepped up the last two games. Yeah, but they were inconsistent. The last two years, the defense was just completely inconsistent with all of those star players and first and second round picks that they've got on that defense. They should be doing a lot better than they were. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. But you were pretty off on your picks, though. I was two for two. Two for four. 
two for four. Yes, you were you were four four for four. Yep. And Good job. So, look at look at the big brain on Matt. So the league I'm in, that means that four for four, it goes to the first tiebreaker, which was mm-hmm. total points in the Kansas City Buffalo game. I picked fifty two. Final score total was fifty one. Mm-hmm. And it's not prices right rules. Okay. So I was one off. Mm-hmm. So was somebody else. Went to the tiebreaker, which was the total points in the Packers 49ers game. I also picked 52, and he was closer, so I still lost. Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah. Bummer. But yeah, there's there some there's some good games. I mean, the, the one game, the, the, the Ravens. Uh, Texans. Yeah, that was that, that game. I mean, nobody really cared about that game, and it turned out to be a, a shitty game anyway. But the rest of the games were good. So who you got so, this week? Who do I got this week? I got the Lions and Kansas City. That's what I got as well. Yeah. So Casey is is on a roll right now. As as much as I fucking hate them, they're they're just so good. And when Patrick Mahomes runs, it doesn't look like he's running really fast. But it's it's like he's got video game moves where it's like whoop, whoop, whoop. And then he just manages to squeak out of bounds. I mean the guy is just He's he's, he's fun to watch. Yeah. And he yeah. you know, outside of the thing with his wife being a little bit out there and his brother being a little bit out there, he seems like a decent ish guy. I know that he swears a lot, but yeah, he does. Eh, so do we. Well, so do we. <laughs> but when you're a role model and you know that you're being filmed, you know, have some couth and decorum, you know, you're being filmed. You know that millions of kids look up to you and wear your Jersey and, and want to be Patrick Mahomes. So that's the only problem I got. Last, last but, season, and, sorry, go ahead. And then you know I'm 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 kind of tired of what you know. Oh well, the Packers are going to be great next year, dude. You don't know that, man. It's it's every season starts brand fucking new, and there's injuries, and you know you're you're one snapped knee away from going four and thirteen. The thing that surprises me more than anything else going into this week is how many people completely have written off Brock Purdy. Yeah. You know, he's a system quarterback. Anybody could be in that position and do just as well. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know where that comes from. And I know he has Debo, but they won the game without Debo. Yeah. And you know, it, I think McCaffrey it has. A, and, yeah. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with where he was drafted. If he was drafted higher people wouldn't be saying that. But I just, I would love to see the Lions win. I'd love to see the Lions actually win the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. think that would be a great story. Yeah. For Jared Goff, basically, you know, cast out of um, LA. LA, and then LA wins a Super Bowl, and two teams end up with Super Bowl wins based on that trade. That that that, mm-hmm. that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. So, over to you. Okay, last season in hockey, we won two games all session of, I think we played 13 or 14 games. Not a great season. Started off the season with two wins, and then we had a game last Sunday, and we stole a win. Oh, really? Yeah, and what I mean by stole is not like we beat a team that we shouldn't have beat. I literally mean we stole a win because they scored three goals, we only scored two, but they didn't count one of their goals. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the guy shot it, it hit the pipe in the back of the net and bounced back out. And 
everybody on the ice started skating towards center ice for a faceoff, and the ref's like, I don't know what you're doing. Puck's still live. Wow. And then we tied the game with five seconds left, and then we won in a shootout. And I was talking to some of the guys after. I'm like, yeah, you guys got fucked. Um, there's no way, two, two ways about it. You got fucked. Yeah. But yeah, getting old sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think I tore something in my shoulder. Your labia? No, my shoulder. <laughs> Guess how I tore something in my shoulder? Jerking off? Taking off my shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I've got, I've got a bad left shoulder. I've got a lower back that hurts 60% of the time. I've got Schomburg's disease in my calves. I've got a Baker cyst behind my right knee. I've got jacked up feet. I'm bald. I'm fat. But this is about me. Okay. <laughs> but no, you're right. Getting old sucks, man. Everything's hurt a bit. What is your thought on addicts? On addicts? Yes. I mean, it is a disease. Okay. But it's... it's. But how, how many diseases... Is it your fault that the disease is active? Yeah. I mean, it's... They are... It is a preventable disease. Are you talking about um, the late Jesse James, who was just found dead at age 44? No, I did not even know that happened. Yeah. I just read about it. So how's, so, how's Sandy doing? Sandy. The one from Speed. Wasn't she married to him? No, no. Jesse Jane. This is She's a porn oh, star. Oh, Jesse Jane. I thought you said Jesse James. I'm okay. sorry. I guess I, maybe I did say Jesse James. No, Jesse Jane. Oh. Yeah. 44. And then, of course, I'm like, well, I got to see what she looked like. <laughs> In her prime? Or massive, massive bolt-ons, man. But, but the reason yeah, I ask I, the it's, question... It, sorry. It's, it's, it's irritating because... I, you know, addiction affects society in such a negative way. And I have sympathy for people who have addictions, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, ultimately for 99.9% of these people, they're the ones that, you know, start blowing lines, start doing heroin, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but online there's this whole, it's, it's a disease. You cannot blame them. Yeah. You kind of can. Last week, I talked about the whole 67% or 76%, I can't remember which it was, Ohio State fans expected to win the national championship last year. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the people at work about this, and they thought I was totally wrong. That the fact that that surprises me or thinks that, or that I think that their fans are entitled for thinking that shows that I just don't understand how good they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a, um, a, like a chat thing at work. And this is a team channel that I've rage quit before because okay. the Ohio State fans just pissed me off enough that eventually I just quit because you don't have to be in that thread. But it just uh, amazes me that that's the way that it is. But that's it. So ready to move on? I am. That and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. You did not give me anything last week. I'm not giving you anything this week. Okay. 
I know the song is in heavy metal, but I don't think it is heavy metal. <laughs> Fuck. It's not. Heavy metal. That's Sammy Hagar, I think. Is it? I think so. Okay. I know this, and it's going to piss me off. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea. Okay, well, the second clip is, it's, it's not from the movie, it's just a hint. Mom. That does not help me at all. <laughs> you don't know who that is? No. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Okay. So here's the reveal. Uh-huh. You know where this came from? Sure. A nice radio. Hmm. Yeah, it's my man. <laughs> is that one of the Dirty Harry films? It is not. It is not. It's a movie we've done, and it's a movie that you had never seen before. And the the middle clip is the Kurgan. Okay. Yeah. So that's Clancy Brown, mm-hmm. and that's Bad Boys. When he gets, he finds the radio in his bed and it blows up in his ear. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. Would, did not get that. Okay. So, hold on one second. Okay. Sure. Pause. Okay. You so you didn't get it. <laughs> didn't but get now, can, but now you can picture it, right? Yes. Okay. It's like we're on a right. huge delay here, but yes, <laughs> re- ready, ready for the move. And actually before, I didn't know where to say this and and don't take this as a critique of the movie itself. I had a problem with this film. You did. And the problem was that, especially in the back half of the movie, I okay. couldn't tell who some of the characters were. Really? Cause there's like three guys that are white guys with beards <laughs> and I didn't know which one was which. <laughs> okay. So sometimes I say that it, it's McKittrick and it's not because then he's in the next shot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fucking characters in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I mailed it in with the bed. It's not very good. Okay. But what did you say? Hold on. What did you say it was going to be? Was Silverado. And that's what I was going to do. And then when you called it out, I'm like, no, I can't do it now. I can't, I can't do it. You still could have. I, I know I could have. All right. Well, Kevin Costner and Kevin Klein. Also with Scott Glenn and Danny Glover, Brian Dennis, he's bad guy, with the lawnmower man right by his side. And with America's favorite short old bag, who is running all of the whores in Silverado. Silverado, yes, Silverado. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are doing Silverado, released July 10th, 1985, on a $26 million budget. It only grossed $32 million. Had a 78% Rotten Tomato critic score and 80% Rotten Tomato audience score. Written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, best known for The Big Chill. And do you know why Kevin Costner was in this film? He was the body in The Big Chill. Yes. And Lawrence Kasdan directed that and felt bad that he cut out his parts, so he gave him this role. Starring Kevin Klein, best known for accepting an apology from John Cleese. Scott Glenn, best known for telling a bad joke in Training Day. Kevin Costner, best known for having a cock smoother than corn silk. (laughs) Even when I wrote that, I giggled. It's going to come up sooner or later. (laughs) Yeah. Danny Glover, best known for being too old for this shit. Brian Dennehy, best known for pushing Rambo, John Jay. Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum, best known for hating rich cunts. And Linda Hunt, best known for being the inspiration for Edna in The Incredibles. You had never seen this movie. Correct. Okay, I had seen bits and pieces of it, probably just in the beginning. Um, I very specifically remember the scene with Kevin Costner shooting the stairs out from the guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I remember. Okay, I, do you have a a browser windy windy window handy that you can type something into? Specifically into Google. Into Google. Yes. Well, take take me a second because. This is an experiment that I was looking something up and you know how Google will auto populate and sometimes it's based on things that you've searched and sometimes it's based on the most common searches that start with whatever you've typed in so far. Okay. Fire away. I'm at, I'm at Google Scott Glenn space VS. Glenn space VS versus David Carradine. <laughs> Scott Glenn. Yeah, and Scott Glenn versus Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, Scott Glenn and David Carradine look alike. They sure do. And I'm looking at him like, God damn, are they brothers or something? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. No, I mean, David Carradine's brothers with a bunch of other Carradines. Yes, but David but- Carradine, obviously well known for his 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 love of autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, I think that happened in Thailand also. Like could you not It's Thailand, man. There's other shit you can do. <laughs> there's all kinds of Thailand. shit you can Yeah, there's all kinds of shit you could do in Thailand. Why a fucking closet in your hotel room with a belt? I don't know. You know, everybody gets their freak on in a different way, I guess. Yes. Okay. So all right, so th- there were a bunch of other people. I mean, Rosanna Arquette is in this movie. Yes. Um, and then there's a couple of others that I'm wondering if you recognize them or if you look them up on IND- IMDb. I There's some of them like, God damn, that person looks familiar. And some of them I could tell, some of them I could not. And, you know, I did not know that Jeff Fahey is, was in this. And that was weird because we literally just talked about Jeff Fahey a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only time he's ever been mentioned on this podcast. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, very much so. But it is a where are we are Columbia a Columbia Pictures. It's a chick with the the light, and we see a cast iron stove. It's smoldering. Yeah, it's the and stove from the Shangri La. It is the stove from the Shangri La. Yes, we see a guy sleeping. Uh, we hear some horse 
this is neighing and some guys talking. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know what gay horses eat, right? Hey. Hey. <laughs> but we, we, we see boots, uh, a holster with a six shooter and a piss bucket. And someone comes oh, we were, in. Oh, we, we were at a, a, my boys, we were, my boys were off school on Monday. So we went to some antique stores in, in Watertown. And I was with my youngest and I, there was a bedpan and I'm like, here, hold this. And he's like, what is this? I'm like, just put your hand on the inside of that. He's like, why? And I'm like, just do it and hold it up like a shield. And he did. And then I told him what it was, man, did he get pissed off at me? I'm like, I'm sure it's been washed. Probably hasn't been used in like 50 years. Watertown is, is the location of the only store I've ever been thrown out of in my life. Shopco. Yep. Didn't you work there? I worked at the Shopco in Madison. Okay. Why did you get thrown out of a Shopco in, in Watertown? Because my brother and I were there on my mom. This is, you know, Watertown was the closest place that had a Shopco when we went. This was probably when we were in middle school. Yeah. My mom lived in Oconomowoc and we always went to Shopco. And my brother and I were fucking around, just kind of pushing each other. And somebody said, if you're going to keep doing that, you got to go outside. And so we kept doing, they're like, okay, you have to go outside. So then we went and we stood right outside the door and we're doing it. <laughs> I bet your mom was so proud. She didn't know. Okay. All right. But some guy busts in and starts firing. And it's Scott Glenn in the bed. He wakes up and grabs his pistol and takes this guy out. I mean, this guy was must have been like a really bad shot. Yeah. Shot was, he like, was he like four feet away from Scott Glenn? Yeah. It, it was, he did, There are two types of shooters in this film. Mm-hmm. There are sharpshooters which is basically our finger quotes heroes. Mm-hmm. And then there's everybody else for the most part, with the exception possibly of Cobb who are stormtrooper level shooters. Yeah. Because yeah. there are several times when, and we'll get to it as we get to those points in the film where they are doing very precise shots where if they were just in RCH off, things could have been very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's some bullet holes through the walls. He fires back. Um, there's the guy in the roof. There's some more shots. Um, He's out of ammo, so what does he do with his pistol? He tosses it and grabs his rifle. Well, he tosses and, it, and it hits the stove. Okay. And somebody shoots the stove, I guess, oh, based on the sound. Yeah, okay. But and then he flips a shotgun to himself. It does like a whoop-de-whoop in the air. And there's a bad and, cut in there as well. Okay. And he shoots at the ceiling and the guy falls through. And, and that's it. He's, he's killed everybody. And then he goes out to this spectacular view. Now they never really say what, where this is. I mean, I know where it was, where it was filmed, but they never say what state this is in. Well, there are other way to count. It's somewhere out West. Obviously it's in, it, it was filmed in New Mexico. Okay. So I guess, I mean, I guess if they were coming from Texas, that would make sense but to he, go that route to California. But he walks out, and the, the way that the shot is, is he's going through the doors, and as he's going through the doors, the camera is following him. And as the camera is going through the door, the door sides are black, and it's kind of opening up into this almost panoramic view. It's mm-hmm. very, very cleverly done. Yeah. But it, this place was a little kind of a shack. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is what I expected the Shangri-La to be like before the first time I went up there. 
Okay. Well, I had no idea. And of course you didn't. And of course I was you didn't. told it was a shack and that's yeah. kind of what I expected. Yeah. But the horse actually, there's a couple horses there. He kicks the body and one of the horses runs, but there's a, a second horse besides him, his that's there. And it has a brand on the back of it. That's a brand, a dub, right? A double diamond. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I thought what it was something it was? else. Oh, the double douche. The double douche. Yeah. They got more clips than you and only two from the film. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but he rides uh, his white horse and then takes the Palomino with the double diamond brand. And actually, um, this is where I said Glenn kind of looks like Carradine without the neck wounds and the heart on. Okay. And the- a, a lot of this film in sections is what I call scenery porn, where it is just showing these beautiful yeah. vistas of the desert and, and other things. And Yeah. You got breaks. You got breaks from taking notes during that time. Still, a lot of fucking notes for this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that night he's drinking some coffee by the fire. I just I never understood that drinking coffee at night by a fire and then being able to go to bed. And they actually they passed the little rock thing that R two D two hid behind. Sure, sure they did. And he, I see you say he's having coffee. I thought he was having a hot toddy. No. And what no. is a hot toddy? Um. I mean, I know when I was sick as a kid, my dad would give me like it was a shot of brandy or a shot of whiskey with some honey and a little bit of tea. Yeah, and liquor, I think he I think he called that a hot toddy. Water, liquor, honey, lemon, herbs, and spices served hot. Okay, but he, he's riding again at magic hour, and now he's in the desert, and he's actually walking his horse. And he, he's cresting a dune, and he sees something down below the dune, and he, yeah. he calls out to, to them. Over here! Hey! Hey! Help! Please help! But the camera pans down, and what is there? It's a body in some skivvies. But like the old timey skivvies with yeah. with the back with the back end that opens up so you can poop. Oh yeah, he's in my notes it says he's in the red old timey jammies with the anal sex flap. Yes, yes, and this 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 body is its head is resting on a rock, and as he gets closer, it, my lucky stars, it's Kevin Klein. And I don't I don't know maybe because of angles or something. I would think it would be more comfortable to rest your head on the ground than on a rock. You would think, I mean, yeah. Wouldn't you build like a little sand pile to put your head on? Something, not not a rock. Not a rock, no. But this guy is near death, and um, Scott Glenn brings him some water and gives him some, and Kevin Klein whispers, pleased to meet you. And I was looking for, I thought it was Yoda that did it. Closer, closer. <laughs> because oh. he, as he's trying to talk, but... I actually had to turn on the subtitles because I did, I wasn't listening to it loud enough that I could make out what he said. But Glenn smiles, and let's get this out of the way. Glenn's Scott Glenn's character's name is Emmett, mm-hmm. but and Kevin Klein's name is Peyton. Yeah, not Peyton. Well, that's what voice to text gets you, and it's spelled multiple different ways. <laughs> yes, 
but the next scene it's night and they're talking around a fire or is your song thing first uh yeah there's they're sitting around a fire this this clip has been played before okay but this was this this was a song that was written for this movie uh about these two guys well there once were two cowboys all alone out on the trail and they discovered they could sleep with another male now they're having butt sex Cowboy butt sex Sodomy Come on everybody Sodomy Yeah, it's been a while since we had a mash clip. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, but no, actually they have this conversation. Two of the horses run off, but that pin on your ride and hunt around. You got no idea what they were after? Nope. Offend anybody lately? Not for five years. Jefferson City? No, Leavenworth. Never been in there. They just jumped you out of the blue. I had to get up anyway. Me, I'm riding along, minding my own business. Four cowboys come by and we decide to ride together for a while. Friendly as can be. I always figure you might as well approach life like everybody's your friend or nobody is. Don't make much difference. Get in the middle of that frying pan and suddenly everybody's pointing their gun but me. Guess they admired my horse. Looks like that's not all they admired. Yep. The whole rig. I don't care much about the rest, but I surely will miss that bay. At least they didn't kill me. That was right considerate, I thought. They were laughing when they left me. He says that he sure will miss that bay. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Is that his horse? That's B-A-E, I would think, is maybe another name for a female horse. Okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know. But in this scene, and you have to go back and look at it because I'm sure this didn't register this way to you, Kevin Klein, his face is just covered in dirt or soot or something. It's been sunburned. And he looked yeah. a little bit like Brent Spiner, except Brent Spiner's face is like white. Okay, I could see that. Instead sure. of dirt. But yeah, the the bay thing, I figured it probably meant his horse, but I was not 100% sure. Okay. All right. But yeah, they said, um, you know, they were laughing when they left me, but I walked for a while and gave up. And then Emmett says, where are you going? Well, wherever that Pinto is going cool so next day or several days later they ride into town and emmett gives payton some money yeah flips him and, a coin yeah and, and what's the, the coin for because payton oh, actually says he's going to do something get some clothes no he's going to get the horses tended to oh okay payton says that or emmett says that payton says that oh and that's when emmett flips him the coin and payton okay. says i'm good for it okay but he sees his horse. Well, you're, you're, you're missing something here. Am I? He's still in his jammies. He's still in his yeah. red jammies. And yeah. A woman and her daughter are walking by 
and they see Peyton in his jammies and they hurry off as he tips his non-existent hat. <laughs> okay. And now yeah. he sees something and his smile is gone. Yes. And then he reaches for his non-existent gun, which stole that gag from Indy from Temple of Doom. Sure. Did but Kaz he goes, have anything to do with Temple of Doom? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just Raiders. But Klein runs into Klein. Sorry. Payton runs into a store and what is he trying to get? He want, well, he wants to buy a gun, and the one that he picks out is too expensive for him. So he buys a shitty one. Well, he wants to or, borrow well, he, it first. Yeah, how much to borrow? <laughs> well, I'm sure we're, we're, not in, we're not in the business of borrowing guns. And he goes, what can I get for that? And he has this old gun that's falling apart. He gives, he gives Peyton the, the gun from the movie Rust. Okay. And it immediately falls apart. But the shock, shopkeep, that's what I call him, is being a real cocksucker, and he's just smiling. And Payton walks out in the street, and he's trying to load the shells. Yeah, some kid goes, look, Ma. And the guy on his horse starts coming at him and is shooting. And, sh- and his jammies, his skivvies, are kind of hanging down a couple of inches below his balls. Mm-hmm. And the guy, a bullet goes through that fabric. Yes. And then Payton shoots him. And in the very next shot, he's kissing the horse yes and he gets into not well the calvary the calvary comes and is questioning him as he's kissing the horse yes this is a man sergeant i just a man who wrecked the buffet at uh, harrow club this morning he claims the animal was stolen i know yeah how do i know this is your horse you see this horse loves me? I had a gal do that to me. It didn't make her my wife. I'll tell you what. On the underside of that saddle, I got my name scratched. You take a look and you'll see. Yeah. And what would your name be? Hayden. P-A-D-E-N. I actually appreciated that because it helped me spell it. Okay, so there's a couple of times in this movie where somebody tells a joke and the horse neighs. Okay. <laughs> like it's laughing. Did you catch it in that? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, play the clip again. You'll hear it. And at, that, at the very may... end, you mean? It, no, at the very beginning of the clip. Oh. This is a man, Sergeant. Hey, this is a man who wrecked the buffet at uh, Harrow Club this morning. He claims the animal was stolen. I know. How do I know this is your horse? You see this horse loves me? I had a gal do that to me. It didn't make her my wife. All right, you you can stop the clip. But that happens several times in this movie. Okay. Yeah, but that's Brian Dennehy who who says his name at the end of that clip, and that's Cobb. And they look underneath the saddle, and sure as shit, there's his name, P-A-D-E-N. And the cavalry sergeant goes, get some clothes on. And then Cobb asks, where's the dog? Yeah, he, he... Cobb immediately starts busting his balls. And, yeah. And the first time the dog is mentioned, and then actually Peyton says back to Cobb, Why are you pushing me? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? Why are you pushing me? <laughs> and Peyton is carrying clothes, but he still isn't dressed. And Cobb gave him money for the clothes and wants to talk about how much did his clothes cost? $13. 
but Cobb is raising a posse. That's what I call it. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Um, well, he says I'm good for it, and Cobb says, "Well, let's talk about that. I got a job." And Payton says, "Well, I'm done with that," and Cobb says, "Well, so am I, but I got a legitimate job now, and have finally found my place in the world." And Payton says, "Well, I'll just keep looking for mine." And it it only is this way for like the first thirty minutes of the film, but Payton's hat he has right now really bothered me. <laughs> Was it like an old coal miner or a old miner's hat? He looked like a cook. Okay. Because it the brim, you know, they're supposed to be folded on the sides. Uh-huh. And it's folded in the front. Yeah, like an old miner. Oh yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking more like a you know, a cook. His name would probably be Cookie. Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but bring me my hustle pepper. But uh some guy comes and spits and Tells Cobb that he, hey, he's getting out. And then Cobb says, well, hey, goes, says to Peyton, Peyton, this should interest you. And we see a, some leg shackles on a guy being taken off and the camera pans up and my lucky stars. It's Jeff Fahey. He has striking eyes. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're blue, but his eyes are very, very just you. It, it's like the girl that from Elf. And what is she best known? What is he best known for? Is it the lawnmower man? <sighs> or, body or does parts. he have a, a, a what's that body parts body parts not familiar with body parts talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago i'd say he's probably best known for lawnmower man yeah okay i i, so. I he did not he hasn't had like a big career i don't think it, not i mean people know who he is but sure uh psycho three i mentioned that uh, it, oh, actually yeah. the top ones that are mentioned are lawnmower man body parts silverado psycho three Oh, okay. But and, and uh Cobb says, Look, our old riding buddy. And Cobb and Fahey ride past Peyton and Jeff Fahey says, Where's the dog? And Cobb reminds him that he still owes him thirteen dollars and then Right. Peyton says thirteen. It's bad luck. Mm-hmm. And luck is mentioned something being lucky or unlucky is mentioned several times during this film. Is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I caught that. But the next scene, Peyton is back with Emmett, and they're talking about Peyton's horse. Yeah, compliments the horse, and then Peyton says, uh, I only really miss one thing, and that's my hat. It's black with a silver band. Had spent three years training it. And I'm thinking, what about the dog? And I know the dog thing has to come off or pay dividends at some point, so it's definitely a... Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? But I'm thinking that he killed the dog. Or... They ate the dog because I'm thinking it is a bad dog story. <laughs> You're girding your loins for a bad dog story. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm prepping myself to hate this character. <laughs> okay, but Emmett is taking off to a city called or a town, I suppose, called Turley. Yes, it's going to stop there, bang and a then dude, go to then yeah, and then go to Silverado. And yeah. what's 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 Turley like? It's a town. Do they got saloon and women? Yep. I suppose. <laughs> so my kind of town. Emmett laughs and the two of them are riding off together and Emmett still has his extra horse. Yes, he has the extra. It's not a Palomino. It's a Pinto. That's what it yes. was. Pinto. Does it, do you think when it got rear-ended, it would <laughs> it blow, blow up? up? <laughs> but like it, in top secret. Yes. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. But apparently they're on the Genesis planet. 
because now they are the, in snow. And I yes, know you the, criticized me for saying this in Shoot to Kill, but I stand by it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's winter. I mean, it's, I mean, everybody's wearing winter coats throughout most of this movie. There so. are a couple points in this film where I got cold watching it because I'm, I was just thinking how miserable, miserable it would have been to shoot this. Because they do yeah. some things that no matter what you do, you're going to be fucking cold. Okay. Even with modern clothes. But they yeah. ride into Turley, and at the outskirts of Turley, there's a lot of wagons. Sure, sure. And Payton has an eye for Rosanna Arquette. And actually, he asks Emmett about her. Which one's Trudy? Woman with all the shit in her face? No, that's Jody. That's my wife. But Rosanna Arquette. Yes. Yeah, she looks awfully cute in this film. She does. And what happens with her character surprised me. Because of what happens here and then what happens in just a little bit, there's something that is never discussed but is definitely there. Okay. And it's between Emmett and her because they have a past. You think they have a past? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> okay. But what is being set up in town? Oh, uh, hold on a second. Hold on. Gallows. Yes. Yes. And then we see our old friend, Brian James. Piss off. Uh, and he's not a bad guy in this film. He's He's not a bad guy in this film. And it was weird seeing him not as a bad guy. But he, he sees them and he, he comes over to them. Yes. And he's, he's actually kind of pissed at them. Baxter, Holly, where the hell you been? You're late and I tell you, I don't like it. It's a bad start, boys. I got my people down there throwing snowballs and raring to go. I'm afraid it is a bad start, friend, because my name ain't Baxter. He ain't Holly. You're not Baxter? My name's Emmett. You're not Baxter either? No, I'm not Holly. God damn it. God damn it, they ain't Baxter and Holly. Where the hell is Baxter and Holly? Quit the yelling, you old coot. We're not here. I was waiting for the horse whinny after he says, no, I'm not Holly. (laughs) Okay. But Baxter and Holly walk over and they're going to Silverado. They are basically, what would you call them? Guides. Guides for the wagon train. And he opens up a box and takes out some money and he goes, don't we, don't you want to count it? And Baxter goes, we, we trust you. Well, they, they, they talked about payment. We can pay you 2000 now plus 15 when we reach Alderman. 17. Yeah, that's already more clips from that movie than I have for the film we're actually doing. <laughs> you had two. Well, there's a bunch more that are coming. <laughs> <laughs> but and what was uh, the, what were the coins in? What were the coins in? Yes. Uh, I, little canvas or little it's burlap sacks. Sack. Was it a bull sack? Yeah. Are you sure it just wasn't a piece of leather? No, that's what they used to put chai and other stuff they'd carry it around in a bull sack okay but right. now this guy knows to rob brian james because he's seen this chest that has all this money yes and emmett yeah. and payton are just kind of exchanging glances saying you see what's going on here <laughs> yeah this guy's not that bright yeah. but danny glover now walks into a diner where payton payton and emmett are eating and what, what's the first thing he does he wants whiskey in the bed. Well, he, he rings Doug's bell. 
Oh, does he? Yes. And then Payton actually, Emmett was already in there, but Payton follows him in and he sits down with Emmett, who is already there. And the barkeep, not the owner, but the barkeep gets kind of cunty with him. And he says he hasn't had uh, whiskey or slept in a bed for 10 days, which you just said. He wants a bottle and he slaps down a coin. And he, he takes the bottle and then the owner comes out and says this to them or to him. I just call him Murtock. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. What? You're droids. They'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. And this was one of the things about Bass Reeves, which I don't think you've watched yet. I have not. That was kind of interesting because there is definitely a racial component to it. And you can tell they do not want him in there. The only reason they don't want him in there is because he's black. And But, 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 but you're black. <laughs> South Africa, yeah. Yes. Uh, three other patrons that are in the restaurant stand up and surround him after he's, after he's told, you're not welcome here. And, and what does Payton say about the situation as the three guys are kind of surrounding Danny Glover? Doesn't look fair. And then Emmett goes, which way? And fair ain't got nothing to do with it. And actually, wait, yeah. it's not fair, is it? Uh, deserves. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Yeah. But Emmett knows the score and these guys are about to get their asses handed to them. And this is a very tropey thing. I don't know if this has ever actually happened in real life where people are squaring off and a guy ducks and the guy punches over the guy that ducks and hits his buddy on accident. <laughs> but it happens sure. in all the time in the movies. It happens in movies quite a bit. Yeah, Danny Glover kicks all of their asses and then John Cleese comes in. And John Cleese actually, when he wrote A Fish Called Wanda, actually wrote the part for Kevin Klein. Before your clip, he says the most English statement ever. What's that? What's all this then? Well, that's from Monty Python. Yes. They say that quite a bit in those movies. This nigger is breaking up my place, Sheriff Langston. I don't like that word much, Carter. We don't serve them here and you know it. I asked him to leave and he went crazy on us. Now, he owes me money for all this then. Is that a fact? Great not, Sheriff. These other fellas started the ruckus. Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Are these your friends? I wanted a drink in a bed. Guess I came to the wrong place. Came to the wrong town. I don't tolerate this kind of thing. It's hard on the piece and it's hard on the furniture. Now, knowing a bit about Carter here, I'm going to let you go without paying for the damage. Go, you will, and I mean now. Is there a place in town that takes my kind? You misunderstand. I want you out of town. In fact, I want you all the way out of my jurisdiction. That ain't right. I decide what's right in this jurisdiction now. Move. A couple of things about this exchange. Mm hmm. Murtog has his hands up like a pussy the entire time during the scene. Does he? Yes. And oh my God, even though he has a little bit of gray in his goatee, John Cleese looks so young in this film. Okay. I sure. I guess so. And then this scene actually made me feel bad for being white. It did. Yeah. Because this shit happened and 
Yeah. To lesser degree, some of this shit happens, still happens today. But Murtaugh puts on his OJ gloves and starts to walk out, but not before picking up his bandolier and his rifle. And he stops and he goes back to the bar and picks up a shot glass and, and sl- drinks the whiskey. Yes. He, he slowly drinks it. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've talked about this. I can drink whiskey in, in mixed drinks and I can drink whiskey as shots. Okay. I can't drink it straight up. I can't drink it on the rocks and Ooh, I definitely nice. cannot do a slow shot because he does yeah. not, he doesn't mm. like throw it back. He just, he does like a sipping shot. Yeah. No bourbon on the rocks. Mm. Mm, yummy. Uh, it's no. delicious. Yeah. But the the sheriff's name played by John Cleese is Langston. And he sits and talks to Payton and Emmett and he goes, I'm not from around these parts. No shit. Well, you've, you forgot the one part though, is the owner has a question for Langston. And, and what's the question he has for Langston? Uh, I don't know. Hey, who's going to pay for this, Sheriff? Don't crush your luck, Carter. And that's when Cleese sits down with Langston, sits down with Emmett and Payton. Press, press your luck. Yes. I couldn't find one that, that said no, um, no whammies. Big money, big money, no whammies. I, I no found, whammies. I couldn't find anyone that said no whammies. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. That's true. I mean, I didn't spend an inordinate amount of time looking for it, but he, he talks about he's not from there and people like him because he maintains the peace. Yeah. And he asks, he said he asks strangers, what's their business? Did they come for the hanging? Yeah. No, we're just here meeting a guy. Um, that, that was a thing though. And in, in, a, in a way, it still is a thing. Not just in the South, but beheadings in medieval times. Uh, okay. People that are being put to death in by lethal injection. Burn her. I'm not a witch. <laughs> Does she float? I, I don't know if I could, could do that. I don't know if I could no. sit there and watch somebody be killed. I've seen clips, you know, of executions and it, it creeps me out, man. Watching the life leave somebody's body. Yeah. And like if somebody's head pops off, because I think that's what happened with Saddam Hussein. Yeah. When he was hung, his his head literally popped off. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. They yeah. didn't. They did not. They did not follow the United States military code for executions, where there's actually like a chart of how long your robe should be based on body weight. And yeah, I I don't know. I just that whole thing kind of creeps me out. But they say they're just meeting a guy and moving on, but they can't find him. Yeah. Well, well, what does he look like? Young guy, full of spirit, wears a fancy two gun rig, and. John Cleese goes, hmm, I think I know where that guy is. And where is he? He's in jail. And who is it? It's Kevin Costner. Yes. And Langston says for everybody to behave themselves. And Kevin Costner, who we don't know his name yet, but his name is Jake, recognizes Emmett and gets excited. And Langston says to stay back because they kind of hug through. And they're not even bars. What would you call these? It's like a cage. And and the the bars or whatever you want to call them are probably an inch inch and a half wide, and they go all around the ceiling and everything. Basically, five sides, with the exception of the floor. There's bars. He's a, and he's in cli- a jungle he's cli- gym. Yeah, he's climbing all over these bars. He's, he's like he's got ADHD or something. 
And, well, they have this conversation with him. I mean, all I did was kiss a girl. So why they got you in jail? Yeah. Yeah, I kissed a girl, and and, um, and this guy didn't like it, and so then we had some words, so I decided to get out of there. So I did. I, I got out of there. You know me. I don't want no trouble. And so I walked out in the street, and this fella tries to shoot me in the back. You had to kill him? No, no, no. I winged him, and he dropped his gun. You're in here for winging a guy. No, not exactly. Because see that friend opened up on me. What friend is that? It's the one with the shotgun. The dead one. Jake. Jake. I'm going to ask you once. Was it self-defense? I swear to God, he would have killed me. Mm-hmm. And then what does Langston say to that? Uh, well, the jury saw it differently. Yeah, the jury disagreed. He's going to hang. But he, during that conversation, during that clip, you can kind of hear it. Kevin Costner is just monkey barn around this this cage. Yes. This whole time. Hanging, hanging from the top, climbing on the sides. And Emmett goes, this is, oh, no, uh, Peyton goes, this is the guy you're going to hang tomorrow morning? And Cleese goes, yep, 10 a.m. But he says that he kissed a girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, is it, it's not so much that he kissed a girl, it's where he kissed her. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. But he later, he gets into another scrape and he says, I just kissed a girl. Yeah. When he's banging her. But yeah, Jake asks if, if Emmett can help. It's like, nope. And then, nope. then <laughs> blind Pete, blind, blind Pete. No, it's Snoopy oh, oh. and Prickly Pete. <laughs> so oh, he said he'd hang. Tomorrow he'll be proved right. Yeah, 10 a.m. And thought they did it at dawn. Yeah. So long, kid. Good luck. And they walk out. And Peyton and Emmett are walking, and he goes, or Peyton goes, too bad. And Emmett goes, yeah, too bad. I have to bust him out. Well, he says, I hate to see a man, man hang. It's And then Emmett says, bad luck for me. So that's the luck thing again. Okay. And Peyton says, you'll have to deal me out. Mm-hmm. He's done that dance before. He doesn't want to again. And Emmett says, okay, pussy. And yeah. he, and then he goes, he's my brother. And then an Ewok comes and <laughs> interrupts them. They're going to California together, but they're stopping in Silverado to see their sister and say goodbye. He can't tell her that this is what happened. And yeah. he says, it's time for them to part ways. Okay, sorry. And then Emma says, no hard feelings, pussy. <laughs> Just kind of yeah. nagging him. But yeah. then Peyton says, I'll buy you a drink. Well, you don't have any money. Then buy me a drink. Right. And it, as you yeah. said before, Saloon is his favorite place in the world. And I loved shitty dive bars. Not unsafe bars, but bars that were kind of hole in the walls that were... Sure, yeah. Know, they were never packed, and it, everything was always cheap, and it was a pretty consistent clientele. I mm-hmm. love those places. But they go in, and this place is packed. And just like when they rode into the first town, as soon as Peyton goes in, he sees something. This time, it's not his horse. Oh, he sees uh, a guy that's wearing his hat. And he, he actually does a callback to earlier in the film, and he checks to make sure his gun is there. Okay. And, and the he, guy goes, yeah, he walks up, to, uh, walks up to this guy and goes, you're wearing my hat. Well, he, not until he ditches his um, minor hat. He just oh, walks past he? and he puts it on some random guy. <laughs> okay. But the other people get it up 
at the table. The other people that are at the table with the guy with his hat, they get up and they back away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What and else then, you got in mind? Yeah. This guy, he slides his hand towards his gun and Payton goes, I hope your fingers aren't tickling my ivory handled Colt either. Stand up slow and you might survive. Yeah. Emmett gets ready, um, but he stands up and the guy goes, sure. And then boom, Payton shoots him. And now Payton's in the pokey with Jake. Right. You're making a big mistake. And Jake goes, that's what I told him. And uh, Jake can't believe that Payton isn't going with him and Emmett. And Payton says, I don't, I don't think you're going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Sure we are. We're, we're going to pet the rabbits. Mm-hmm. And he's he's yeah. a little slow. Yeah. But, but now Emmett is sitting on the gallows and he's whittling something. And I thought, I thought this that was going to pay off because he does it so more than once and it never does. Yeah. But before we go back to Emmett, Jake mentions Dawn. And that's why they're during the exchange with Langston before he kept on saying Dawn. Okay. That was code. Oh, so okay. that Jake knew that he was going to break him out at dawn, at dawn because he was supposed to be hung at 10 o'clock. And Peyton says he's going to be fine because what he did was legal. And what is Jake doing? He's trying to see if he can hide under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. we see Langston and Langston is playing chess against himself yeah he makes a move and then he turns the board <laughs> right right and some kid bangs on the door sheriff come quick we cut back to jake he's picking the lock the deputy hears and the door opens and there is just payton standing there is the, the door is open and payton is standing there with his overcoat and, and who and, taught jake how to do that i don't know uh prickly pete did Prickly Pete. He used to be able to pick the, the cell door. He does it with his belt, but he used to be able to do it by touch. Okay. But the, the deputy asks where Payton is. I'm sorry, oh. asks Payton where Jake is. He left. Yeah. I woke up and he was gone. And then this, the deputy says, come here and handcuffs, starts handcuffing wait, wait, his wait, wait, hands wait, wait, to wait, the wait, bars. Wait, 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 wait. He says he couldn't have left. And why could he not have left? Because uh, he was in the other room the whole time. He says there's... Okay. There was no way out. Yes. There's no way out. Like no way out. Yeah. And you're right. He says, come here. And he, he handcuffs him to the not bars. And the way that they do that, if you actually watch this scene more than once, the way they do this is actually kind of clever because the motion is just slightly off, slightly unnatural. Okay. And we find out why in a second, but the, his hands are cuffed and then, what does the guy see? What drops down? Uh, a foot. And Jake was hiding in his jacket. What is he, an Ewok? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a really bad Schwarzenegger type line. Is there? What is it? Thanks for giving me a hand. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yes. But now we go back to what the, sh- the kid had called the sheriff for. And what's, what's on fire? The gallows. The gallows are on fire. Yes. And um, Langston sits there for an awfully long time and he should be smart enough to realize that this is a diversion. Sure. Sure. But Peyton and Jake emerge from the jail and Peyton goes, what now? And Jake says, we wait. 
Well, it's the first of many times that Peyton tells Jake to shut the fuck up because Jake is always loud. Yeah. And he's He's twirling his guns. And and this is when we go back to the fire and Langston realizes what's going on. He starts to run. But someone comes out from the, the, uh, I guess, the apartment above the top floor, above the jail. And this is the part that I remember. Jake chases him back up the stairs by shooting every step. Doesn't actually shoot him. And so Jake is an incredible shot. Yes. Because he could have shot him if he wanted to. Yeah. But But. the sheriff fires at him. The guy that Jake just chased up the stairs busts out a window. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, it can't be cheap to fix a window back in that time. No. They don't just have, like, spare glass hanging around. Something that they have to, you know, order from Galveston, Texas or something. Right. And yeah. Emmett comes around the corner and he's got three horses mm-hmm. and Jake does a running, jumping mount, but not after he actually jumps first onto the hitching post and then onto the horse. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm just seeing if I would have tried that, I totally would have turned my ankle. Okay. But, but now there's a, now there's a posse following. How the fuck did they get our, that posse together? That is like got 20 a- people. They got a posse together really quick. It was it was like eight people, but it was it was it was a it was a quick posse, and the three cross the river. The posse follows. Uh, the posse has the high ground. Well, yeah, yeah. but th- at first they go through the river. I'm thinking that would be so cold. Yeah, and then they ride through Snack Canyon. <laughs> I'd like a tab, Sprite, please, Sprite, please. <laughs> and for some reason, they stop, and the posse's at the top of the hill. And as you said. Jake, Emmett, and Peyton are now fucked because the posse has the oh, high ground. You don't have the high ground. I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> it's over. And they start riding again. Yeah. And, and I don't understand why they, like, continuously, they'll just, like, stop for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But now Danny Glover is up in some rocks, and we find out his name is Mal, M-A-L. But it's what's it short for? Uh, I have no idea, but I have... It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. She's got a got a vamp long enough for me to look it up, but yeah, he it, starts. Danny Glover starts firing with his rifle and is giving giving them some covering fire. Well, bef- no, you're missing something that's kind of important here. There's what? a guy that is because everybody's been shooting with pistols up to this point, and a guy takes out a rifle and he's standing on kind of a rock outcropping. And he's balancing his front foot on a rock. And the person that we don't know who it is yet shoots the actual rock that the guy's balancing on so that the guy falls. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Glover says, after he cocks his head, it's just been revoked. <laughs> and Langston comes up next to the guy who just got the foot, the rock shot out from underneath him, and the tree starts getting shot. And the the posse asks, who's shooting? And it's like, no, it's coming from those rocks. Mm -hmm. He he hates this tree. (laughs) And one of the guys in the posse says, he hasn't hit anything. So the posse isn't that smart, but Langston is, because Langston realizes. Yeah. Well, it's they say... One of the guys in the posse says, they're leaving our jurisdiction. And then Blankston has his hat blown off and he goes, yeah, today my jurisdiction ends right here. Yep. And yeah. Jake is yelling 10 o'clock. 
because that was the time that he was supposed to be hung. He's yelling mm. at Langston. And yeah. I would thought for sure that Langston was going to come back up. Nope. This nope. is the last we see of him in the entire movie. But the three of them actually are looking up the rock. Them. No, because then... Oh, oh, okay. Okay, yes. And then Mal walks out, and he got run out of town just like us, and he tips his hat, and now the four of them are riding, and we get more Western scenery. Yes, and then we see the wagon, wagon train, which they ride to, and while well, they have this conversation with... I think it's Brian James. Hobart, what are you people doing here? Look, Baxter and Holly killed poor Eb and stole the money box. They went north, and we're going after them. Forget the money. We got to get these people out of here. This is bad country. No place to be setting with women and kids. Hey, the next water ain't for three days. We got no life in Silverado without that money. Everybody put in. That's our whole stake. How long have they been gone? About an hour. I'll go with you, Mal. It's Jake. Feel me in. And that was Payton at the end. And he didn't volunteer until he kind of made eyes at Rosanna Arquette. Mm-hmm. But Jake, who was the first person to volunteer to go with Mal, gets taken off of the mission by Emmett. Yeah, stay with the train. And then the guy, there's a guy that doesn't trust them. Yeah, one of the wagon trainers yeah. um, doesn't trust him. He's going with Emmett and the gang to make sure they yeah. bring the oh. money back. How do we know you're, you're, well, you'll bring the money back? And goes, well, if we don't, you can just keep my brother. And Brian James says he trusts him. And well, somebody yeah, points out I'm, rightfully so, you trusted Baxter and the yeah, other guy. I'm too. going with. And this turns out to be Rosanna Arquette's husband. Yes. But Emmett yeah. actually says, I wouldn't leave a pretty woman like that if I was you. And Payton says, maybe he should just stay with the woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he rides off with the rest as Jake is getting the, the train back on the tracks so to speak. Right. Yeah. But now they're, now they've got the high ground and they're peering down on this group of guys and there's quite a few of them. And who's their leader? Uh, it is the coach from major league. That's right. And Peyton says hanging with Emmett sucks (laughs) because, and does anybody have any ideas? No. Uh, but then Emmett rides up with Peyton over like dead over his horse. Yes. Into this group of guys. And he has this made up story about robbing a bank and drops some names. And um, the coach from Major League's like, You brought a posse to my best hideout? And, You're about to die. And then he says, Don't ever fucking do it again. Yeah. And yeah. But the, the names he dropped, he doesn't know. But Emmett actually points to two guys. You guys saw me in the other town. Yeah. Baxter and Hawley. And, yeah, yeah. We saw him. We don't know anything about any bank. And yeah, well, yeah, you robbed the bank. Where's the money? And and the whole time Emmett is kind of crouched down, like waiting for this pot, the imaginary posse to come. And he says it's in the saddlebags. And then there are guns fired at this group. And Emmett kind of smiles out of the sight of everybody else. And it is Mal and 
The husband. Rosanna, yeah, the husband. They are firing. And there was a lookout that we saw when Emmett rolled it, roll, rode in with his horse. With, yeah, actually said one coming down or something like that. Yeah. And the lookout, he goes running. And I think Emmett says... Emmett says, we can take him, but we got to get to the horses. Right. And Cover me. That, yeah. And then Mal is firing at Emmett's feet. And at one point, Emmett pauses for just like half a second. It's almost as if to say, hey, man, you're getting really fucking close. <laughs> That's what's in my notes. Hey, man. But yeah. But Emmett the opens, horses, up, opens, yeah, the opens up the horse pen and he goes, I think there's only a couple of guys in this. Or somebody says, I think there's only a couple of it's guys Dawson. in this that's half. The, that's the main bad guys. The guy from Major yeah. League, his name is Dawson, says there's yeah. only a couple of guys up there, and that guy's one of them. This and, asshole is one of them, yes. And then Mal shoots at the horses, and they all take off. And Payton has actually tied a rope to the, the money chest. Mm-hmm. And as he's, as he's still lying over the, pretending to be dead, lying over the horse. And... Yeah, and then the good guys start to leave on horses, and the chest, actually, which is being dragged behind, takes out a couple people. Yeah, there's some Three Stooges stuff where they're falling over each other. I, I would think that that chest would get busted apart being dragged like that. Yeah, because it's just a wooden box, right? Right. And yeah, they're following strong box. the yeah. runaway horses around this twisting path, and they get up to the top and stop with the others, and the lookout is still up there, and the husband says to put the box on his horse. Yeah. And Mal says, come on, man. Mister, you got a lot to learn about people. Yeah, because this guy is going to buddy fuck him. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. You were going to take the money. And then that's when Mal says, you got a lot to learn about people. And then he gets shot. By the lookout. The guy. Yeah. And then they take out the lookout. And the remaining three ride back to the wagon train. And that night by the fire, Murtog, sorry, Mal says he's got a place just south of Silverado. And he got a letter about it nine months ago. But took him a while to get back and it was yeah. His, Ma, the, mom. The, yeah the mom wrote the letter and said that they needed some help running the place he was in chicago working at the slaughterhouse and jake goes wow you were in chicago was it wonderful and mal goes no no it sucked, sucked. it still and, does and and emmett is whittling again uh-huh once again thought it was going to be something and it, well it's he it is i mean he gives it to his nephew Whatever it is that he whittles. He does. We don't see what it is. I don't even remember that. Yeah. But Payton shows up and Emmett actually asks where he was. No. I was was just um, delivering some meat. Yeah. Can you tell me what movie that's from? No. (laughs) Can we play it again? Sure. I was just um, delivering some meat. I don't know. It's from the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, I've never seen that. It's when they ask why Sam the Butcher is there late at night. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Because he's banging Alice. Sure. Yeah. But he goes, oh, I was just checking on the widow. Emmett goes, he ain't even cold yet, man. And th- the next day, Emmett and Jake are checking the river for depth. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, was it 1865? Whatever that one Yellowstone series was. They 1883. Did some- 1883? 1883. All right. But they yeah. did the same kind of thing where they had to get wagons across the river, and so they had to check the depths and stuff, and Mm-hmm. This whole thing, it, uh, it just looks brutal and difficult and dangerous. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but there's it wasn't easy living back then, Matt. But 
now there's some jaunty music. And this reminds me, I didn't say it before. There is a point in when they make the break from Langston where the music shifts and it is okay. very, very similar in the shift in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indy's on the horse and he mm. starts going down after the, the Nazi truck with the Ark. Okay. And, and there's like, the, it, it's like one theme and then it's a very distinct shift. It's almost exactly the same. And I actually looked right. it up and no, this was not John Williams. No. Okay. But, uh, but they are parting ways with um, Mal. Mal. And Emmett tells Rosanna Arquette, and her name is Hannah, uh, that they are going on their way. Um, Payton says he's going to go ride with them to the farmland to see if it, this trip was worth it, and then he'll head to Silverado to meet up with Peyton and Jake. Yeah. No, you mean Jake and Emmett? Yes, sorry. And Jake and Emmett are going one way, and they're on a road that has tire tracks. Does it? Yes. Okay. But they actually are talking about wagon trains a little bit, and I don't know if you remember this. Wagon trains a really cool show, but did you ever notice that they never get anywhere? Just keep wagon training. And they got there fairly quick. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. Jake and Emmett are riding and they get up to the town and it's larger mm-hmm. than the last one. Yeah, it's still a small town, but man, there are a lot of people walking around this town. Oh, it's bustling. A woman had a baby carriage. I didn't know they had baby carriages in the Old West. I don't know why well, I wouldn't have thought that, but... <laughs> you're, you're, you're babyist. <laughs> but... Hayden and Hannah are out at her land. Yes. And they are talking. They are. Mr. and Mrs. Parker have agreed to join their parcel to mine. We'll work them together. Mine starts right over there. It's all I've ever wanted. Pretty land, isn't it? You're a pretty lady. A lot of men have told me that. Maybe it's true. I guess some women are slow to believe it. Believe it? They're drawn to me by that, but it never lasts. Why? Because they don't like what I want. What's that? I want to build something. Make things grow. That takes hard work. A lifetime of it. That's not why a man comes to a pretty woman. After a while, I won't be so pretty. But this land will be. See the speeches from Malcolm X. I just want to get laid. She seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, she does. She seems like she's kind of high maintenance. But Jake and Emmett show up at their sister's place. And the husband's, I never caught his name. I just referred to him as the brother-in-law. Do you know who he is? Who he is? No. Hello, neighbor. Oh, really? Never. We never see his mouth. Oh, from uh, Home Improvement? Yeah, that's Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Wilson! Actually, we do find out his name. His name's JT. His name is JT, yes. And kid comes out, and the kid is, he loves. Foggy. Yeah, he, he lacks some self-esteem because he's looking at his feet. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, um, 
I'm at school a lot and I run into a lot of my old scouts and I would say 90% of them, when they see me, they look at their feet as they shuffle by. And I always say hi to them. Hi. But there's always, you know, there's that, like I said, that, that 10% that go, Hey, Mr. Bertrand, how's it going? And some will even come over and shake my hand, but it's just, yeah, do it's, you, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Do you have um, any kind of placement for the name Augie in anything else in popular culture? Augie. It's kind mm. of obscure, but I'm sure you've seen it. Mm. I can give you the full name if that'll help. Okay. Augie Ben Doggie. Nope. No clue. Hardware Wars? Never saw it. You never saw Hardware Wars? No. It was great in 1979. It is unwatchably bad now. Is it? It is a Star Wars spoof. Sure, sure. And it was like what? the first one. Yeah. When was the last time you you watched the Christmas special? Uh, 1978. Yeah. I don't think I could get all the way through it with, you know, rot, Harvey Corman and, and B. Arthur singing. I, I, I've, I've read so much about it that there is there's a documentary about it yeah that just came out yeah but there apparently there they what is what is it called what's not wookie speak there's actually a name for it oh i have no idea wherever the wookie languages they speak in that for five minutes with with no subtitles oh yeah oh yeah and then one of the wookies is watching a wookie porn channel <laughs> yeah it's fucked up man but yeah uh, Emmett shakes Augie's hand and then hugs him. And the homecoming, however, is not nearly as sweet and nice for Mal. No, he finds the farmhouse burned out, burnt out. All the cows are still there. They're Although not his cows. Know, they're not his cows. We no. didn't know that yet, though. No, we didn't. Um, but and that night, his dad comes to what, the house. Is the locket something he picked from, like, the, the burned house? Because he's not holding what, a locket. Oh, is he? I'm not when sure. When his dad shows up. Yeah, but the dad saw the light, and he thought it might have been Mal's sister. And mm-hmm. what, what does he find out about his mom? His mama, mom died, and yeah. she was sick when she wrote, but she didn't say that. Yeah, never thought you'd come back. Where's Ray? Ray is his sister. Yeah, well, she's gone to gone to town. She's working the pole. <laughs> it's actually or not I far say, off. I, sh- I should say the town has gone to town on her. Yeah, I, I was actually shocked. I got it pretty close because it's just a sister's in town working the pole. She hated yeah. the farm just like you did. And they burned them out just like Georgia. But you own the land. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And living, He's living in a cave in the hills. Yeah. And he says he can't even walk his own land. It's like, what about the law? The law doesn't help. Yeah. And then Mal says, well, that ain't right. And Mal said he's had enough of what ain't right. I call it the homestead, which is Jake's sister, Jake and Emmett's sister's place. Uh, the husband, so JT, is saying mm-hmm. things are bad, and Emmett and Jake are only going to make things worse, start of big trouble. And we get our first mention of somebody. McAllister? <laughs> not McAllister, McKendrick. McKendrick. And did you catch yeah. it, what the guy's first name was? Because this is the guy that Emmett killed, which is the reason he spent five years in Leavenworth. Well, he killed McKendrick's da- dad whose name was also McKendrick. Yes, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what McKendrick's first name is. Murdo. Murdo? Yes. Murdo McKendrick. Yes. Okay. But Emmett Sounds like a boy. Hey, man, who do I got to blow to get a drink around here? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and Emmett says, you guys should just go to California with us. And Jake agrees. And sister says, no, there's nothing wrong with the land. It's just some of the people. Yeah. And the JT says, well, you killed the wrong McKendrick. Right. The sister says, shh, ixnay on the ill K in front of the id K. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But Emmett doesn't then, hold back. The, he said, no, I killed him. Yeah, it was, and it was, I did five years for self-defense and he should be satisfied with that. Meaning McKendrick. Mm-hmm. The son. Yeah. Yes. The son. And uh, we go back to Mal and some of McKendrick's boys want to know why the old man has come out of his hole. Yeah. There's two guys on horseback. They say that they're trespassing and Mal says, this is our place. Um, McKendrick bought this place. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> well, we're going to town to fix that. And any cattle on our land will be stakes. And the guy, one of the guys says, that's a hanging offense. And just, do I you know what a shoot- rifle can do with, in the right hands? Yeah. Well, he says, I could just shoot you right now. And then, yes, he goes, you know what a Henry rifle can do? And then the dad champ chambers around and the two guys on horseback bail. And Payton rides into town and hitches his horse to a hitching post. And it's, but it's not just a saloon he walks into. It's also a casino. Mm-hmm. Which means it's also a whorehouse. Well, I think all saloons were whorehouses. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get a whoring license. It's harder to get a casino license unless you're on a reservation. Okay, right. But Peyton and, actually breathes in deep. He he loves the atmosphere, the smell, the ambiance of being oh, yeah. in, in in a saloon. Sure, sure. And who's who's who does he talk to there? Rick Baker. Not. No, I'm sorry, Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. <laughs> yeah, Linda Hunt. Like I said in in my the movie bed, America's favorite short old bag. She won an Oscar for Years Living Dangerously. Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Yes. Never saw it. Neither have I. But yeah, she runs a place and she has a little ramp behind the bar <laughs> so she can see over it. <laughs> yeah. She says something and, actually kind of cool here. Um, and this is the kind of thing that you'd see on a throw pillow. <laughs> the world is what you make of it. If it doesn't fit, you make alterations. I thought that was okay. kind of a cool statement. Sure. You, you ever watch any little person porn? Like I've Brit, seen Bridget, um, the M word, Bridget the midget. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. She was in um, the movie SWAT with Colin Farrell. But do you she, remember what you said about strippers in your bachelor party? Yes, I did. That the only way that you that I would let my guys get strippers is if they were midgets. And it was weird because the, two days later, after we had that conversation, I was at the airport, and there was a little person at the airport. And I took a picture of them and I sent it to you guys. You did? Yes. And I was almost 50. I was 49 at that time. It was the first time I had ever seen a little person in real life. Really? Yes. My son's teacher, my, my youngest son's teacher is a little person. And my oldest son had her as well. But her name is Stella. Stella. And she's got all kinds of like levers and blocks and stuff to drive her car. Okay. I mean, that's, you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, uh, oh God, what's it like? Um, short round. <laughs> yeah. But no time for love, Dr. Jones. But her name's Stella and Peyton kisses her hand and he says he saw that in a Nickelodeon once. You will totally not get that reference, but a Nickelodeon. He kisses her hand. And he says he saw that in a Nickelodeon once. I don't know what that means from Titanic. 
Um, oh. Nickelodeon is where they used to have the little five cent little movie reels you could watch. Oh, okay. But the name of the place, I'm sorry, after he kisses her hand, she gets wet. But the name of the place is the Midnight Star. Mm-hmm. And he asks, Peyton asks if she's the Midnight Star. And yes, she is because she's always there and she shines at night. Yeah. But he compliments the saloon and says it's the only place he's happy and she agrees. And they kind of have this back and forth. What's wrong with us? You wouldn't be needing any help around here, say, with the gambling. See that fellow playing with his hair? That's Kelly, my so-called partner. He runs that side. So-called? Yeah. Apart from being a loudmouth, lying cheat, he's just the man I would have picked. Why'd you go into business with him? I don't own this place. The man who does stuck me with Kelly. Who's the owner? Here he comes right now. And before we reveal who the owner is, this, from that statement, from that clip we just pay, played, I would say that Stella does not like Kelly. No. Do, 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 do you know who Kelly is in real life? Who no. that is? Richard Jenkins. Okay. Do you know who Richard Jenkins is? No. If you saw him, you'd be like, Jenkins, Jenkins. Yeah. You, you would know you would know who he is as soon as you saw him. I'm trying to think he's one of the scientists with Jay Moore or not Jay Moore, the guy from the West wing in cabin in the woods. Oh yeah. I know who he is. Oh yeah. yeah. I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Oh, last week in the podcast, you you laughed and nobody else would have gotten it. Where it is the striker striker. (laughs) Right. I heard the fist. Yes. But who is it? That is the owner of this place. Oh, it's cop. And, and he he introduces Peyton as his oldest surviving friend and says, tells Stella to treat him right. She was planning on it. Is she going to yeah. fuck him? No. Uh, I, I'm guessing, though. It, it would be kind of cool to get a blowjob from somebody that's standing. <laughs> okay. But they have a lot in common. And Cobb calls over the guy that runs the gambling side of the house, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And Cobb jokes about the money that Payton still owes him until introduces Payton to Kelly and says, extend him some credit. He's already down $13 yeah, he, to the house. He already owes the house $13. But Payton has says, another problem. Yeah. Uh, what's his? He, d- he doesn't have a place to stay. Oh, well, he goes, what, you know, what brings you here? Luck and it's luck. Yeah. Cobb says, hoping Cobb says, hoping you'd change your mind. Uh, and Peyton says, well, you didn't tell me that you owned a saloon. And Cobb goes, that ain't the half of it. Welcome to heaven. And he pulls back his jacket. And what's underneath his jacket? He is the sheriff. He's got a badge. He's the sheriff. Yeah. And you can tell that Stella does not love Cobb. No. Either. No. But Stella has a place out back, apparently, that Peyton can stay at. But now we go back to the cave or I th- this might actually be the first time we were at the cave where Mal's dad is out getting water as Mal is sleeping in the cave. Sure. And there's some guys waiting. Um, there's a guy with an eye patch. Yeah, I call him Patchy. And what is their last name? What is their last name? Yeah, what's Mal's last name? Johnson. Johnson? <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> You've kind of taken that over now. I've really tried to find like a boss yelling johnson 
I have in and I didn't do it, but in my notes from last week, every time somebody said Johnson, immediately after that, it has Johnson in all caps. Okay, yeah. But one of the you've guys, really asked, ta- you've really taken, you've you've taken to that. Well, in this one, I have Stella. Yes. Where's the other Johnson? Johnson. Uh, he's on his way to town. And the old man goes for his shotgun, but yeah, he can't get to it. Yeah, it's it, not a shotgun; it's a rifle. It's Henry. Sorry. It's his Henry rifle, which comes up later. Mal is sleeping. He hears the gunshot. He comes out of the cave with his gun and he sees riders riding away and then finds his dad on the other side of the river, kind of hung up in some a, a tree branch that's down. Right. And the dad's hat is on a rock as he's going down. He sees his dad's body against a tree in the river. And it reminds me of a place in the Kickapoo where people will get caught up. Mm hmm. Or when you tip and all your shit's going down the river, it'd be one of those places where a tree is just going to grab your hat and your right. cans and other shit. Yeah. Yeah. But at the saloon, Peyton and Emmett are talking and Peyton is talking about Hannah and Hannah is, uh, what's her name again? Roseanne, Roseanne, Roseanne Arquette. Arquette. Yeah. She, she has a hard idea for a living. If you want to fuck her, I won't mind. <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of coming out of left field. He doesn't yes. have like, dibs on her no but emma no. says no i'm going to california and what, what what does one have to do with the other best time to get some trim is when you're about to leave town absolutely but now Cobb comes in yes and payden introduces emmett to Cobb, and well Cobb has this proposition for payden you're uh you're kate house's brother aren't you? that's right you're the one to kill old Murdo McKendrick. Murdo. I didn't have much choice. He's about to shoot my brother in the back. Can't be having that now, can we? You want to see me? Kelly! We're going to make an adjustment. I wanted you to be here when I offered Peyton your job. I think he could do it without getting greedy. Stella and I are tired of you skimming our profits. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm done talking, Kelly. Get out. You can't do this. Really? He punches him in the stomach and he kind of throws yes. him out the, the swinging doors. Isn't Cobb doing this backwards? Uh, shouldn't he make sure that, that Peyton wants the job first? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if I'm potentially getting hired by somebody and I see them do this to the person I'm replacing. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'm going to want that job. <laughs> oh, don't but he, he asked Peyton, do you want the job? And he goes, well, maybe we ought to ask Stella. And then, but then who comes back in with a gun? Kelly. Yeah. Stella says no uh, to Kelly. And she tries Cobb to warn him. Kelly. Yeah. Cop shoots him and he Cobb doesn't spill him. a drop of his coffee. No. And Cobb actually tells Stella, thanks for warning him. Yeah, he looks at Emmett and he goes, really didn't have much of a choice. And they go out to see the body. Stella is upset and Cobb again kind of mentions, well, I never really enjoyed killing someone. And she gives him the fuck off eyes. Right. And who shows up now? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. And what kind of jacket? What kind of jacket is that? Is that like a coyote jacket? I don't know. Just a pink or coat. A, 
a rabbit jacket or so it's a big dumb hairy coat it's a rat yeah. coat <laughs> and not a very good one <laughs> by, ra- by rat standards. coat standards yes. yes he wants to set up an honest game in town and who do i talk to i hope it's not that guy <laughs> yeah yeah Cobb says that's him as he points to payton and Cobb says he's got to find somebody to clean up this mess and Emmett questions that Peyton used to ride with him, and Peyton is just kind of staring off in the distance. He does this a couple times at the end of different scenes where he's just kind of looking out in the distance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jake is walking a horse, and Augie tries to jump on the horse and misses. Did you see that the horse had Jake's hat on? No. Okay, it did. Uh, okay, but I did not. Um, I did not realize this was going to come back up. Okay. Because it does at the very end. Mm-hmm. But Augie says, where are you going? I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with I'll you. Go with you. Nope. Well, he says, a grown man can't have a kid with him. Who's a grown man? <laughs> Touche, Augie. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Yeah. And in yeah. town, a, a hooker is walking down some stairs. Mm-hmm. And who is there? Mal is there. And... The, the hooker that's walking down some stairs is his sister, Ray. So I was not too far off when I said she was on the pole. Yeah. Yeah. She's a whore. And she, what is her first question to him? I thought you were done with the family. Okay. What's her second question? Uh, I don't know. Where's daddy? Oh, dad's dead. Slip into a slip gym. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. He was murdered. Yeah. yeah. Where were you by? when they needed you? <laughs> And then Jeff Goldblum comes out zipping up his pants. Well, she says, you know, where were you when mommy and daddy needed you? And it's like, where were you? You you were sucking dick for cash. Right. And she says, you show up and you're going to get yourself killed. Once again, what were you doing? And that's when Jeff Goldblum comes down and asks if she's okay. And introduce yeah. me to your friend. Well, he used to be my brother. And uh, what is Goldblum's name? Slick. His name is Calvin, but people call him Slick. And Mal will not shake his hand, and Slick walks away. Well, I wouldn't shake his hand, too, if it smelled like my sister. <laughs> yeah, fair point. But mm-hmm. what what are you doing here? This ain't for you. And yeah. you, you would think that it would have been much harder to kill Ray's dad. You know, after all, he, he was the emperor. Uh huh. I knew, I was wondering when this was going to come up. Oh, it's not done. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm so excited about the Ray movie that they're <laughs> going to be making. Star Wars is giving everybody exactly what they didn't want. It's awesome. But Mal says all we got is each other, and she says she ain't got no family no more. And then Mal is understandably upset. And then we go to a hoedown. Yes, a square dance at the farm. ZZ Top is there. <laughs> So is Giovanni Ribisi, and, and isn't there a song about mustaches? Yeah. And uh, do you know what dance they're doing? <laughs> no. Hey, it's the African Ritual. Oh Jesus! <laughs> got it. He got it in. Some little girl is playing Quidditch, <laughs> and she's like riding around a broom like it's a horse. Right. And Emmett is walking with Hannah, and maybe he decided to take Peyton up on his offer. But she, he's totally buddy fucking Peyton, man. No, he's not. He's not because he doesn't do this because they're talking and she says she's surprised to see him. And he says, came to say goodbye. And if they did not have a past, he would have no reason to say goodbye to her. 
Okay. And All right. Going, going to California. You came to tell me that that was dumb. You'll never see me again. That's why I'm here. And he says, you don't make it easy on a fella. So they have a past. Okay. And she looks down and then a massive posse is coming in. Yeah. Town. McKendrick's men are riding in. They're wrecking shit and firing guns in the air. Knocking shooting over. piglets. Yeah. They're shooting piglets. One of them tries to throw a torch into a house. Well, he, he, he takes a thing and he lights it on fire like a torch and he throws it in the air at towards the house. And this was actually kind of cool. The brother-in-law shoots the, the, the torch in the air. Yeah. Shoots it out of the sky, but then he gets shot. It's not the brother-in-law. It's well, not Jake's brother. It's just some, it's just some guy, some farm guy. As, as I said earlier, as this movie gets progressively further towards the end, I have less and less an idea which in each individual character is. Okay. All but right. Emmett shoots but, that guy. And this yeah, is the and, first time I realized Emmett's a Southpaw. Oh yeah. He's a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they, th- yeah, Jake and Emmett are shooting guys. And then this crew, they retreat after five or six of them get hit. But patchy is there as well. Patchy. Oh, the eye patch guy. Uh, yeah. So all the, all the bandits have things over their faces. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that. That disguises you. However, patchy's disguise a little bit, not as good. <laughs> Yeah. Because like of the whole one eye thing. Yeah, if he was in a lineup. He wouldn't be that hard to pick out. No, he wouldn't. But uh yeah. But Jake follows the, these guys. And we never really see what happens when Jake follows these guys. I didn't and, even have that. I just have Brian James yells at him as they, they ride off and then we go back to the saloon and yes. what is Stella doing? She's watering down the mix the whiskey. D- did you ever do that with did Dick have a liquor cabinet? Yeah, I never did that, but I had a roommate that did it to me. Oh, nice. That, yeah, I made a big like vodka and 7-Up, and I took a drink of it, and I was like, this just tastes like watered-down 7-Up. But yeah. she said she's... That guy, uh, and then, yeah, that guy... So when Brad lived with me, Brad was going to was buying a, a condo and kind of told me that he was buying a condo. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I need a new roommate. So I got a new roommate, a, a guy that I'd never, I I met only once, and he was referred to me by a mutual friend. And then I told Brad, I said, hey, just so you know, this guy's moving in in a couple of weeks. And then Brad goes, oh, yeah, well, the condo fell through. And I go, well, I'm still bringing this roommate in. Well, you can't do that. And I go, well, dude, you, you were going to buy a condo, which means you're probably going to try and buy another one, right? Well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then I'm, I need a roommate, man. You're kind of a lame duck here. And I, it's it's a huge regret that I have because I think Brad was a great roommate to have, except he was banging all kinds of strange trim. Oh, you um, also had to, well, you didn't have to lie to him exactly, but you kind of got dragged into some of that drama. I, 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 t- I told him I would not lie for him. Basically, is right. what happened. Is his his girlfriend's family was over, and his his side piece called on the phone, and I just I'm like, oh hey, yeah, he's here, and I just handed the phone to him in front of his family, in front of his girlfriend's family, and then he kind of cussed me out that night, and I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna fucking lie for you. This is this is your this is your mess. I'm not gonna be a part of it. Didn't you have like a family living with you? For yeah. A while too. Okay, okay. So, okay. So this guy, George lived with me and he was a shitty roommate. He was a slob. He, I, he was stealing from me CDs and, and, you know, 
watering down my booze. And then he said, he's like, oh, hey, you know, he lived with me for, I don't know, like six months. And then he's like, oh, hey, just so you know, in like two months, I'm moving out. And then I just came home one day and he was gone. Just gone. So then, yes. So then I was working at Petco while I was trying to get my business off the ground. And there were two people that, or one, a girl that worked there that was also on the fire department with me. And I, you know, they're like, we need a place to live. And I'm like, I got two bedrooms in the basement. Why don't you come? And they had, she had two kids from two different dudes. Neither one of these kids were from the the, the dude that she was with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they lived with me for six months. And then I had like this 50 year old lady that lived with me, which seems weird, but she was really nice. She was like the best roommate ever. Because she stayed out of my shit and I stayed out of her shit. She was a divorcee with with a bunch of kids, um, older kids. And I remember it was like Christmas morning, and I just I locked myself in the bedroom while they had Christmas out in the living room with my Christmas tree. I mean, did you buy them Christmas presents? No, no, I did not. But I, you know, she has, she's like, "Can you get a fire in the fireplace going for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem," you know. And I just sat in the in the in my bedroom and watched movies while they had Christmas in the living room. But it was, a little, it was a little awkward. And then Bess moved in while this lady was still living with me. Wait, was and this in I, Heartland? Or no, this was, in, this, this was the house in Delafield. Oh, that's, that's right. You went back to Delafield after Heartland. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, I put an ad in the paper for a roommate, and she was the first one to respond. And, yeah, sure. Why not? A 50-year-old lady or 55-year-old lady, her name was Linda, or I could get some 23-year-old Yahoo. I'm going to take the, the quiet lady that, you know, works at, works at, as a dentist assistant at Quad Graphics. When I first moved out after I was, like, graduated from college, I was looking at places in the paper, and I actually went to a couple places. In one place, it was I was renting a room. Mm-hmm. I would have I been renting a room. It didn't have a kitchen so it was a room and a bathroom that was it um i couldn't drink in the house i couldn't smoke in the house i had like curfew hours <laughs> did curfew hours like yeah yeah i i don't think i'm gonna do this but anyway anyway still says we? she's actually saving lives by watering down the whiskey because oh, yes it can peel boot leather but yeah Peyton actually sees a different bottle and he asks right. what is this it's the good stuff and he pours two shots and they mm-hmm. toast to the good stuff. And a guy comes they in. Almost, they almost drink it. And oh, then they, somebody says, you better get out here. And uh, and he does. Yeah. And Jake is backing up a hooker. Her name is Audrey. No. I don't know. I have some stuff about the actress in a little bit, but. It's well, it's she was in Friday. She's not Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street. Na- Nightmare on Elm Street. I have her name later on. She's also in Better Off Dead. Was she? Yeah, and she was also in Fast Times Ridgemont High. She was Brad's was girlfriend. She? Oh, yeah, that's right. She was Brad's girlfriend in Fast Times Ridgemont High. But yes, she, she Jake is backing her up, who is being confronted by Jeff Fahey, whose name is Tyree. Okay, that's why it says Tyree. I have no idea. I never got his name. I never got his character's name. So They got Hutch. They got Tyree. Better get out here. Nothing happened, Tyree. This is my job. Shut up. 
I don't believe a lady has to explain anything to a man this ugly. What's the trouble here? Stay out of this, Peyton. He can't do that, Tyree. Cobb's hired him. That's Cobb's mistake. Come on out of there, Phoebe. You've done enough. Go on home, Jake. All I did was kiss the girl. Once again. That's what you said in Turley. Remember how that ended? What's the matter, Peyton? You afraid I couldn't get those two behind me? I don't want you getting anybody in my place. And Fahey's character, Tyree, says, I should have killed you a long time ago. Why not now? And slick is is that his knife or is that a boot gun no it's a knife because that comes into play a little bit later on well i know he has a uh, a boot knife later but he also has a wrist gun so he's got all these little hidden weapons yes he's like a mandalorian and phoebe her name is phoebe yes tina in nightmare on elm street um <clears throat> yeah tyree says that he should have killed payton and well Payton came from behind and, and took Tyree's gun. And then when Tyree says, I should have killed you a while ago, he, Payton gives him his gun back and he goes, how about now? And then Stella goes, you know, if you kill him, I'm going to have a really hard time finding people to work here. And yeah, better start looking. And the music starts back up and Stella chastises Payton. You're a gambler, aren't you? Yeah. Give me some of that good stuff. And is he talking about booze or? Mm, I don't think he's talking about her. You think it's her, shallow? Her, I was just going to say, is her vagina shallow? <laughs> but four people are writing it. That's terrible. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. So notes for the podcast, shallow vaginas. Um, four, four people are writing into town and the, the kid is doing some trick writing. Uh-huh. And the kid is separate from the four. The kid is Augie. He's doing some right. trick writing, and he almost runs into them. And yeah. one of the guys, his name is Swan, is yeah. giving the kid a hard time about the horse. Yeah. Where did you get this horse? It's my uncle's horse. Like hell it is. And then Emmett comes up and goes, hey, what's the problem? Emmett. What's your I didn't know you were out. Seems short to you. That's all over with as far as I'm concerned, Emmett. I'm satisfied. Sounds good. All right, then. Let's go. Mr. McKendrick. Don't you recognize this pinnacle? What? A Cleese horse. Shut up, Juan. Wait a minute. Walk through the horse. Sees the brand. The man who lost this horse must have been working for you. I should have known. 
Well, you changed your brand, Ethan. A lot of things changed when my father died. And Emmett gives McKendrick the horse back. Yeah, he does. And but he doesn't take off the rig, the saddle rig. Oh well, yeah, he probably should have. And now Augie is I gotta walk home now. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> yeah. But Cobb is talking to McKittrick. And McKittrick is bitching that he's too good. Gotta take care of it. What about Jake? And McKittrick says he'll handle that. Jake is just a fuck up. And one of them says things are getting messy. Heard that Mal's old man or Johnson um, got killed. Heard that too. Heard his son is around. And McKittrick says that Cobb is finally going to earn his money. So if you couldn't figure out the very obvious thing, Cobb is working for McKittrick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but now we get back to Cobb talking to Stella and Slick is there. They're at the bar. And, well, this is where Matt was about to get pissed off. But Turn, turned out okay. Yeah, it turned out okay. Let me tell you about your friend, Peyton. Me and him, Tyree, and a few others, we did a good bit of riding together a few years back. Business, you know, and uh, business was pretty good. We were moving around a lot, where you have to, in that line of work. And somewhere along the line, we picked up this dog. And one of the boys... Took to feeding it, so it followed us everywhere. Anyway, this one time, we're leaving a little Missouri town. In quite a hurry. Bunch of the locals out on our tail. And his dog somehow got tangled up with Tyree's horse. And Tyree went flying. <laughs> uh, Tyree was pretty mad when he jumped up, and being Tyree, he shot the dog. Didn't kill him, though. But before you know it, Peyton is off his horse, and he's holding this dog. He'd gone all strange on us. Said we should go on without him. Well, I thought he was kidding at first, but he wasn't. Tyree was ready to plug them both. All this with a posse coming down. I thought we were pals after all that riding we'd done together. All of a sudden, he's more worried about some mutt. Well, we did like he asked, and we left him. And he went to jail for a dog. And Peyton actually walked up right at the end of that story. <clears throat> right. Right. Funny thing is, he didn't even like that dog. And yeah, but the, what he what does Peyton say? The dog sprung me. Yeah. And where's the dog now? The dog also left me. <laughs> and then Cobb asks to talk to Peyton, and they grab a table. And basically, Peyton's getting his first paycheck. Right. But I took out thirteen dollars, and it's a it's a sack of money. And Peyton goes, "That's a lot of money." Is was it actually a literal sack of money that was? canvas and it had like a dollar sign painted on its side <laughs> right but Cobb has Cobb a question says, Cobb Peyton. says maybe, maybe you should run this place without Stella this is her Peyton. life yeah I'll go before she does and Cobb and backs goes, off a little bit yeah easy it's just an idea and but Peyton gives him the money back I didn't catch that part yeah he slides the, the sack of money back over to him and but Cobb says the thing that makes this whole thing work is him being sheriff. Your friends are messing stuff up. You got to straighten it out. And just remember, this has nothing to do with you or your relationship with me. Yeah. And Peyton says, what do you want me to do? Nothing. 
You have to be a great believer in doing nothing and don't get between us. And don't worry about me. If you're taking on Emmett, last place I want to be is between you. Yeah. But now we cut to Emmett doing some target practice and, and a lot of it. He's missing and missing. Yeah. Or yeah. is he? Mm. No, he's shooting the needles off of the cactus. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yes, because at first he's shooting. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they showing this? He's not hitting it at all. But if you look at it, he's actually shooting off the individual needles of the cactus. He hates those needles. (laughs) But he goes back to his horse and he puts his shotgun in storage. I don't know what it's not a shotgun, Matt. It's it's a rifle. Fine. And everything's an AK forty seven to me. Yes. And but then the deputies come out from their hiding spots. You're empty, mister. No, 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 they, no, 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 no. He puts his shotgun back, his, his rifle. rifle back, and he it's time for pistol practice and he's shooting a can of Folgers and he shoots that six times and now the deputy comes around the corner. You're empty, mister. Okay. It's fuck. <laughs> yeah. They tie him up and they run him over with a horse. And uh, yeah, another they run him over once, then they run him over a second time. And the second time, he actually gets him in the head. Yeah. Ain't was, you dead? Well, Cobb said he'd be hard to kill. He's practicing so hard for a fight that he missed it. And they're about to double tap him. Yeah. And who shows up? Well, Mal has the high ground again. <laughs> and he shoots the guy in the hand. Yeah. Why would he just kill, kill him? I don't know. I don't know, because I think they're going to need these guys later for a big gunfight. And this happens a couple times through this film. Mal is constantly shooting a rifle with one hand. Yeah. That's weird to me. I would think just the, the kickback that it would have would be hard. I'm I'm not sure, man. I don't know if that Henry rifle was a pistol cartridge or, or what. I'm not sure. But, but yeah, he shoots the guy in the hand. I don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead. Well, he's got, yeah, he's, he's got the, the rifle trained on, on Fahey, which is Tyree. And he says, this. Yeah. I don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead. You can't be that good, Tyree. You want to find out? I see we let him go. I think we should do like he says. And now the deputies are walking back into town as Mal is nursing Emmett in the cave. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Not great. <laughs> well, it's uh, not great, Bob. Be worse if you hadn't come along and was looking for you. And Jake said that you were out here and want to talk about the stuff from the other day. Wanted to see the rifle they took from McKendrick. And yeah, apparently they had rifle, a Henry rifle. Yes. And he's gone. holding it. Mal's holding it, and he goes, this was my father's. Uh, he's got to get Jake, and so he's going to... It actually, Emmett gets up, and he says, I got to go get Jake, and Mal says, you'll freeze before you hit the first marker. <laughs> I'll bring Jake here. I'll go. Yeah. And be careful. Yeah, you're in it now, and it's going to get mean. And Mal is sneaking around, and there are they're not guards. They're deputies. But they're kind of like lurking in the shadows, and yeah. the mom is bitching at Augie as she's shaking out a rug, and there's a bad guy that's just watching. Yeah, and Mal sees him. He's having a stakeout jerk. Yeah. And back at the whorehouse, Mal goes into his sister's room, and 
I've seen a lot of videos that start like this, but it's always a stepsister. <laughs> is she stuck in the dryer? That's, that's the weird thing about porn is there's that line, and that line is the step versus the real. <laughs> yeah. But Ray is doing her hair, and she tells him to get out. And, yeah. Need your help. So what? Yeah. You're my sister. The men who killed dad are after Jake, and they are watching the house. Um, you could get through. And, sh- and she goes, no, I'm your sister. They, they, they know that. So she has an idea. Who does she go see? She goes and sees Slick. Yes. But before that, the, the two bad guys um, say, well, he's not at the saloon. Where is he? They're looking for Jake. And what's Jake doing? He's doing gymnastics in a hayloft. <laughs> With Phoebe. And Ray brings Slick to see Mal. Why him? Yeah. He can help you. He was meant to help you. Yeah. And uh, Slick takes him to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a setup, right? And Mal goes to the church, and there's a bad guy by the door. It's actually Cobb. Yeah. And the deputies. Yeah. We're going to give you a fair trial. Followed by a hanging, or you could tell you could us ride where out. Yeah, you could ride out of here if you tell us where Emmett is. Well, you know what happens. What he could say if if he actually did get a trial. What they said you was hung, and they was right. Yep. <laughs> but next shot, Mal is in jail, and Payton goes to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this, Mal? Because they enjoy it. What happened to Emmett? Cobb's men just about killed him. That's what happened. I got there just short of too late. Lucky? Yeah. It's working out real good. Where's Emmett now? You're working for Cobb these days, aren't you? Your friends have been beating me to find that out. You think I'm just going to tell you? You waltzed in here pretty easy. and go out the same way. Need a figure to carry out. And that's luck comes up again in that clip. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Peyton leaves, and who is outside waiting for him? Is it Ray? Yeah. Is he all right? Well, he looks bad. But he's a hard man, and, you know, Ray knows all about hard men, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Won't give them what they want. It's going to cost him. Yeah. Can you stop him? Nope. And this is when the whore that Jake was with comes over, and her name's Amanda Wiss. Yes. In the movie, it's Phoebe. Yeah. But Jake is done with her, and Jake goes into a house. Is this the sister's house? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, because she left, the sister left him some An warm apple, apple pie yeah. on, the, on the table. <laughs> Humps it. Well, he's yes. just been a whore, but. Yeah. But the bad guys are there, and the family is tied up. And. We go back and the other whore tells Peyton that Jake has been with her all evening and just went home. And well, she tell, no, she tells Ray. Phoebe tells Ray that she was with Jake. And Ray goes, even after Slick came? And oh, Phoebe goes, Slick never, he never came. Yeah. He never came. Yeah, because Peyton so, takes off because, oh, where the hell is it? Uh, that would lead them back. 
home. And Ray's confused. Um, Slick never came. Um, you think that's because it costs more? But back at the homestead, Jake is tied up, but he still has some fight left in him. Yeah, Even tied spit- up, he manages to deck a guy. Yes, and then he spits in the one-eyed man's one good eye. <laughs> great. No. But then he gets decked, and in the house, uh, a bad guy looks at some books and yeah. throws a lantern, and then the fire has started. Right. Brother-in-law attacks him. Sister grabs the gun. She shoots the guy out the window. Uh, the guy shoots the brother-in-law. Sister attacks him. He smacks her. Gets pistol up. Yep. Yes. He's about to shoot the kid. And... Oh, Mal? Is Mal there? Says stop. No, they're about to shoot the kid. And one of them says, oh, take him with Mc- us. McKendrick. Okay. I got two... I ha- instead of writing everybody's name, I just have the letter of their first name. Okay. So that's, that's why I have an M there. I'm like, no, McKendrick says stop. Well, he saw us. We'll bring him with us. And, you know, at the saloon, Ray sits next to Slick at a table. Well, that, well hold on a second. Peyton sees the running house, the burning house, and runs towards it. Then we got Ray sitting next to Slick, and she pulls out the knife out of his boot. But how how does she distract him before she does that? She grab his cock? Yeah. And then she takes his boot knife and yeah. someone runs in and says the office is on fire and everyone runs out of the casino and Slick actually leans over and he looks at the other people's cards that he was playing against. Yeah. And Payton takes the sister out of the fire and they live in the records office. The records office? Because they, someone said the office is on fire. Did they? Yeah. Okay. But where where's Augie? Uh, Must be upstairs. And Peyton is about to run back in and the sister stops him. No, they took him. They took my Augie. Yeah. And then Stella runs up and is yelling at people, telling them what to do. Yeah, she's barking orders. A bucker brigade starts. Um, Phoebe finds Jake's hat. <clears throat> Tyree grabs her and she pulls away. And... But the, the whole bucket brigade thing... They're doing a kind of a line. Yeah. That would do nothing. No. Well, even Cobb comes by and he's like, yeah, give it up. But yeah, give it up. And then he actually, I think it's Cobb talks to Peyton at the house fire. It says cop, but Cobb. Okay. Yeah. Give it up. I hate to see this kind of thing in my town. I have to look into this. Yeah, maybe I will too. I thought we'd talk about that. We didn't talk about this. We took the little boy, Cobb. And Cobb does not care at all that they took the, the kid. No, he really doesn't. But there's this great shot of Cobb walking away from the fo- from the fire. Yeah, oh that that's actually in my notes Cobb walks away from the fire in a cool shot. And yeah. he, he says one last thing to Peyton as he's walking away. What does he say? You're still worrying about the dog? Yeah, exactly. You got to calm down. I'll be taken care of. And and then Peyton says, "I saw how you took care of Ma- Mal. You were never reasonable. Don't make me make an adjustment." Yeah. Cobb, you got nothing I need. 
Yeah. And then Cobb actually plays this well. He kind of plays a little bit of a trump card with with Peyton. He's like, I'm not thinking about you. I'm worried about Stella. What does she have to do with this? Not a thing. Except I will use her so you don't fuck me over. (laughs) Trying to Mm -hmm. save you from yourself. Don't change your luck. Once again, luck. Yeah. Back at the cave. Emmett is trying to get up. He stumbles. He falls. So he's pretty fucked up still. Yeah, and there's positives and negatives about this film. The the gunshot wounds look terrible in this film. Okay. Really fake. And this his whole makeup and his bandages is is TV show level. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. But we go back to the saloon and who is mm-hmm. talking? Who is talking? Uh, that would be Stella and Peyton. What is it that I can't figure? What do you mean? Cobb's got something on you, and it must be pretty good. What makes you say that? If he didn't, you'd never sit still with all this going on. You sure? Maybe that's the kind of friend I am. No. What's he got? Cobb says there's no telling what you're going to care about. Is that what he said? Well, he figured it okay this time. And now Ray is going to see Mal in jail. And the jailer refers to her as a sweet little sister. Is that a because she's Mal's sister or is that because she's black? Yeah. Did they call them sisters and brothers back then? I, I don't think so. I think that probably predates that. Yeah, I think so. But he, he searches her. But Yo, I got to search her. <laughs> one he problem with him handsy. being able to search her, though. What's that? He has one problem with being able to search her, though. What's that? He's only got one hand. Oh, that's right. Because that's yes. the guy that Mal shot oh, in the yeah. hand earlier. Oh, yeah, that Mal shot in the hand, yes. But she pulls out the knife and stabs him in the back, which is never a good thing to just stab a person one time in the back. You're, it's going to hurt. And but it's it's Calvin's or Slick's boot knife from earlier. And yeah. the bad guy shoots her. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But he as he shoots... He falls back into the cage and, well, Mal's sitting there waiting for him and he chokes him and the the deputy drops his keys in his gun and he's trying to take the foot of the deputy to scrape the keys over to himself. Well, he, he breaks his neck. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so now this deputy's dead on the floor mm-hmm. and when he died, he dropped his keys in his gun and now Mal is actually taking the leg of the dead deputy and trying to like use it to get the keys closer to him. But another bad guy shows up. Yeah. And Mal throws the knife at him. He heart, gets yeah, heart shot. Knife, not, yeah, right in the chest. And then we go to the bar in our saloon and Peyton and Stella are having a drink. And what does he toast to? What does he toast to? My midnight star. Okay. But Stella has it figured out. He's using me to stop you. Good people are getting hurt because of me. That makes me mad. That makes, 
Yeah. That's, I, dude, I got the same exact words in my line or in my notes. And then she continues. Some people think because they're stronger or meaner, they can push you around. I've seen a lot of that. But it's only true if you let it be. The world is what you make of it. I like your attitude, but it can be risky. I'm ready for that. What about you? I don't want you to get hurt. He can't hurt me if he's dead. There's still a half hour of this film left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he looks at her like he didn't think of the fact that if he kills Cobb, that it's over. It's kind of the obvious solution, no? Yeah. But a whore comes in and tells Stella to come up quick. And when I say a whore, that is not meant as a derogatory. That is her profession. She is a whore. Right. It's Phoebe. Um, Right. Payton says. Come quick. Raise and raid. They go into some storeroom in some building. And Ray is covered in a blanket. She's not dead. Yeah, brought her here. Mal went to find Jake, Emmett, and the kid. And Stella says to get the dock and bring him to the shed. And Stella says she has a place to hide her. And Peyton says, stay with Ray until this is over. But now we go back to the cave. And mm-hmm. Emmett is arming himself as Mal comes back. Yeah. Yeah, Emmett looks like he's ready to rock and roll. And well, he's still, he's getting himself dressed, but he's still struggling. And he, he says, is. where's Jake? Yeah. McKendrick has well, him. McKendrick's men have him. Um, Mal tells him about his sister in the house and that they took the boy. And this gives takes, Emmett the reserves he needs. And he tears off his head wrap as the music yeah. swells. Yes. And puts on his gun belt. And Emmett says, tells Mal, you need to put on one of these. And then Mal is standing there with his two Henry rifles and goes, this ought to do. You think he used that, that gun belt around his neck earlier, <laughs> but the two, I'm sorry, I'm getting him confused with David Carradine again. Yes. Yes, you are. But the two of them ride and in town Cobb is walking as Fahey is riding and they get to the jail and walk in. And first thing they see is the gun case is broke. And then they walk back to the jail part, couple bodies, Get the others. And cop says, I'm running out of deputies, man. <laughs> yeah. And out at the McKendrick Ranch, um, there's a guy with two pistols that's on patrol on the front porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As McKendrick looks looks on and the boy is being held hostage. Uh Peyton meets meets up with Emmett and Mal. And yeah, somehow just randomly they happen to converge at the same time. Yes. Nothing yes. is said. They just look at each other. Right. The armed guy on the porch is looking around and he hears the stampeding of cattle. Stampede! And, and our guys are, are riding amongst the stampede. And the guy on the porch is going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. He goes but, for the horses. But, and Yes. Mal, Mal is in like a sniper position in an outbuilding. Yeah, and McKetrick comes out and sees the stampede. He also says, oh, fuck. And then Patchy also sees it. Mm-hmm. And the stampede is wrecking things as a stampede is wont to do. Yes. Payton is also firing a rifle with one hand, something that you don't understand. Nope. 
Uh, Emmett gets off his horse, enters the house, hits a guy. There's a guy that's hiding behind the boy and closes the door into a bedroom. But Emmett comes crashing through the window of that bedroom and takes him out. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, yep. He he jumps through a window. And the, the guy that actually is holding Augie, I called Fat John Wayne. Okay. Because he looks like a fat John Wayne. Is that you, John Wayne? Is this me? And yeah. you missed it that there's a couple of people that do Shatner roles in this scene. Do they? And Emmett was one. And in a little bit, Mal does one as well. But McKittrick is scared in his house as someone is shot in his doorway by Mal. And then Mal shoots a vase. And McKittrick is actually upset about the vase being shot. And then he actually realizes it's okay. Thank God. <laughs> it's fake. He was concerned that, that it's worth money. That, that running water in the background of that clip uh-huh. makes me have to tinkle. Okay. We haven't had a lobby break in Let's several weeks, so it's been a while. Lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Well, I totally forgot to ask. Do you have anything? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. But we're we're back with Emmett and the kid. And the kid is talking to Emmett about what? Well, about what happened to Jake. Oh, where's Jake? He's dead. What? He's trying to get away. Off his horse. Off a cliff. Jake fell off his horse. I, I want you to listen to the beginning of that clip one more time. Okay. I almost, I did repull a couple of your clips. This is not one that I did. I almost repulled this one because I thought that when you recorded it, for some reason, the sound was slowed down. Mm. But just, just listen to it. Oh, where's Jake? He's dead. Doesn't it sound like it's slow and, and slightly pitched down? A little bit. But it's yeah. not. That's the way it actually is in the film. Yes. But based on what Augie says... I read this as, well, Jake obviously is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I don't. The only reason why I pulled the clip is because I felt like it was completely pointless. Well, it, it told Emmett that Jake is alive. How? Because the way that Jake died falling off his horse would never happen to Jake. Because Jake is so accomplished as a rider, that would never happen. Yeah, but even Emmett's like he fell off of his horse, like he was shocked. Well, no, I don't th- he's not shocked. He's reading that as, oh, he he was playing possum. Okay, all right, but okay, in in a barn, uh, Peyton is having a shootout with a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And this is where I started getting confused: which ones McKittrick and which ones just a random other bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Jake swings down from a rope and takes the guy out and saves Peyton. McKendrick gets on his horse. He takes off. He's like, fuck it. I am out of here. And then Jake and Peyton take out the rest of the guys in the barn. Yeah, well, Jake uses a sandbag as a counterweight to drop from the second floor and shoots two people. This is the first of multiple times that he shoots two people at the same time. This is the, my second movie in a row that takes place in a hayloft. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But uh, Peyton shoots the last guy, and where's Emmett? Um, inside. 
where have you been? Well, I've been playing dead. Mm-hmm. And let's get out here. And we find out Patchy is still alive. And Peyton is on a horse and he sees Patchy. And where's Patchy gone to? He has gotten up on the roof to take out Mal. And now, before when we were in the... In the... the Snack Canyon? When they, yeah, in Snack Canyon when they were trying to get the money box back for the wagon train people. Mal was shooting at Peyton's feet. And well, and Peyton's yelling at him and he can't hear him. Yeah. So now Peyton is shooting at Mal. Actually, no, Mal was shooting at Emmett's feet. Now Peyton is shooting at Mal to get his attention. And, and he then hits Mal, a, I would call it a chimney or some yeah, kind of wall say, next to yeah, him. Yeah, chimney. And that, but then Mal gets the one, one-eyed man. Yeah. He, Let's him know. Hey, somebody else is up there without. He does a Shatner roll and they shoot. Mm-hmm. He actually shoots shoots Patchy in the knee, and Patchy falls off the roof. I thought he was going to come back. He does not. Okay. But Jake is riding out and he's firing blindly. And then Emmett Noggy called to him from the roof, and the jumping of the horse thing pays off here, where Augie is able to jump off of a roof onto a horse. Yes. Yes. Oh, yep. God, and they hurt. take off, and the movie is over. Yeah, the four guys um, ride together with uh, Augie's no. riding bitch with Jake. Yeah, no, the movie is over. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, according, if you ever watch this movie on country music television, oh, is this, this, when is it where ends? The, this is where the movie ends. <laughs> so they can get in and do a two-hour block? Yeah, I guess. But uh, back in town, we see people come from around the corner in the reflection of a store glass, and it's Cobb and his deputies. Yeah, they're getting ready. They're getting ready for our boys to come into town. Uh, Mal tells, or no, McKendrick tells Cobb that it should have never gotten this far. And Cobb says, well, this is as far as it's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I have this. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. I will make them pay for what they've done. That actually fits. You broke your little toy ships. (laughs) Yeah, I love that that scene. Uh-huh. I actually yeah. the 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 part before that is actually even better because when she's accusing him of and she talks about how where was his humanity when he shot Ensign Lynch and it it's it's actually really good. But um mm-hmm. McKendrick says he'll do his part but watch your ass or these guys will shoot it off. And who is standing behind Cobb? Mm. Tyree. Oh, is it Tyree? And Tyree says he's going to enjoy this. And yeah. Cobb's lamenting this whole thing. It used to be such a peaceful town. Yeah. And yeah. But Cobb tells. But a local, just before this, a local asks the sheriff what's going on. And he says, shut the fuck up. Hide. Just go hide. Yeah. Everybody's preparing for the gunfight, either getting into place or getting off the streets. And Cobb asks Slick if he knows where Slick. Stella is. No, to find Ray. No, he, he asks about Stella. Nope. What about Ray? Nope. And Slick doesn't like either of them. And you know why he doesn't like either of them? Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm tell you. Goddamn rich cunt. I kill rich cunts. You had to know it was coming. <laughs> of course I did. It's just a matter I, of where I could shoehorn it in. Yes. But yes, our four heroes ride to town. They say good luck to each other. Uh, Slick finds five of them, though. Well, the boy. So what do they say to the boy? I don't know. Hey, wait for me. 
Hawkins, stay where you are. You'll be safe there. But I... Stay in that cockpit. Now I'm done. <laughs> okay. Now you're done? Yes. Okay. You're on Eclipse? Yes. The heroes have a quick bonding moment, and they kind of say, see you around, last one to the midnight star buys. And Jake, for some reason, does not have a hat anymore. But, and he yells as they take off, and for the last time, Peyton says, shut the fuck off. Yeah. And the last two people to go are Peyton and Mal, and they say good luck, and Augie's just sitting there watching as the four of them are racing towards town. Mm-hmm. And now who do we go to? Slick. No. Slick and... Not yet. Yeah. Stella and Ray first. Okay. And Ray looks like she's in childbirth, and Stella says she's going to go get the doctor. And I thought Phoebe was supposed to get the doctor 30 minutes ago in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Maybe she got he a client. She, yeah, I think she got a client. Some guys are like, hey. But now Slick it? walks into the room where Ray is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm so, no, I'm wrong. Slick walks into Ray's room. And from right. the window, he sees Stella come out from the shed behind the saloon. Mm-hmm. And now Calvin runs out, and then he goes into the shed. And we find out he has a special kind of gun. Well, he's got a little double-barreled Dillinger. I mean, it's obviously, it's not called a Dillinger because before his time this this predates yes john dillinger but he's got a little you know double barrel pistol i thought it was bob dillinger bob dillinger the worst bob dylan have you ever seen bob dylan concert no i did he was terrible well he he's terrible when it when he's produced on an album it's not good Okay, well, I don't was, know why he was so popular. His voice is not good. What, what, what is your feeling on Janis Joplin? I'm not a fan. I think her voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. But I, I don't know music, so what, what can I say? But Sure. He, he says, uh, don't be afraid. I'll stay with you until your little friend comes back. It's, yeah. it's kind of shitty to make fun yeah. of her height. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jake rides into town. He's screaming, come on, let's start the ball. And he kicks in the door of the saloon goes in there and then Tyree enters with another guy and they can't find him and they leave. Yeah. And the third guy comes in from the back and they almost shoot the third guy that comes in as they're walking around the saloon, but they can't find him. Yeah. And, he's, he's underneath the bar. Well, no, he's under Stella's little person ramp. Oh, that's where he is. And okay. Jake walks out and he is, he kind of peers out the door and then he backs out the door with mm-hmm. his arm cocked in either way. Yeah, so they, so Tyree and the other guy are both kind of walking away from the door along these angled walls of the building. Mm-hmm. And Jake, yeah, he backs out with a gun in each hand and points each gun at these guys. And shoots both of them at the same time. Sh- yeah. Really goes, fucking hey. cocky about it. Yeah, he is. We yeah, go back to the but, shed. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mal enters Ray's room and... Slick says, glad you're here. She needs a doctor. And Mal puts down his rifle. And Slick pulls out his little pistol. And there's a struggle. Slick goes for his knife. Not there. Not there. And Mal says, looking for this. And stabs him. And then Mal goes over to Ray and is kind of cradling her. And McKendrick is out riding around. And Emmett is riding in town. And 
there's almost a cat and mouse type thing where they're separated by a street. Mm-hmm. So there's buildings between. It's like one of them's on First Street and one of them's on Second Street. <laughs> yeah, we see this in Pale Rider when Clint Eastwood has taken out like the the gang of bounty hunters. And McKendrick gets behind him and Emmett notices this, but McKendrick shoots Emmett's rifle mm-hmm. and then he drops it and pulls a pistol shots from both, both miss. And then Emmett chases after McKendrick and there's a, a block between them riding the, and they're headed. I thought they're headed for a, a like a, a collision, almost like a, a jousting thing. Okay. But somehow no. And they're shooting around corners and, now McKendrick is bailing out and Emmett rides around and he sees McKendrick's horse, but McKendrick's not there. And well, this is Emmett where he got confused in. because I thought McKendrick was shooting from the roof. It's not McKendrick. It's just another guy with a beard. <laughs> yeah. And, and Emmett gets hit in the leg and he drops his pistol and retreats. But, and McKendrick follows him and they go, Emmett goes into the barn, like the, where you would, it's like a parking garage for horses. And there's a, there's a ramp and then he comes out and kicks McKendrick in the face, killing him. Yes. And so there's only, and that's in my notes. It's like, do you think he's dead? He's got to be dead. Well, for what is the third week in a row or third time in a month and a half, we've had these villains that are dispatched in ways that are somewhat unsatisfying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. But there's only two people left for their battle to kind of play out. And who is that? Cobb and Payton. And Payton walks around a corner as Cobb is fiddling with his badge. And Cobb he's is polishing it. He's polished. He's sitting on a chair and he's polishing his badge. And, um, well, it's, it's, it's kind of the, fo- the final showdown between Payton and Cobb. Payton walks into the center of town and Cobb gets off of his uh, rocking chair, looks around, takes off his hat, and he puts it on the corner of the hitching post and walks into the street. And nice little touch. There's tumbleweeds throughout this scene just tumbling by. And mm-hmm. Stella actually ends up between the two of them, not in the street, but on a patio of one of the buildings on one side. Yeah, she's watching. And then there's some more tumbleweeds, and then we get the final showdown. What a waste. This could have been such a sweet deal for us. Yeah. Bad luck. Luck. Goodbye, cop. Goodbye, Peyton. So what happened there? Peyton shot Cobb. They both draw. Yeah. Cobb gets hit. And... They both shoot. They both shoot, but Cobb misses and Peyton gets him. And he's just standing there with a stern look on his face as he reholsters his iron and streets are empty. And now we go into the saloon and there's four shots of the good stuff being poured as Stella smiles with her jacked up teeth. Mm-hmm. And what do they toast to? Uh, to California. 
California. Got to go. Yep, got to go. And uh, apparently, Emmett, this is the thing I don't get. The sister survived. The brother-in-law survived. None yeah. of the good people, if you will, died. Except yeah, for maybe true. Mel's dad. Because even Ray survives. Mm-hmm. But the sister, the brother-in-law, and Augie are in one stagecoach. Mal gets into a stagecoach coach with his horse sister, and they say their goodbyes. And then Jake goes over and kisses Phoebe goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah goes to Emmett. Emmett. And she says, thought you were going to say goodbye. Already did. Yeah. And Peyton is, Peyton is watching. Yeah. Peyton is left with the difficult woman to deal with. Yeah. And Emma says, you might make a farmer yet, but Peyton says, I got a job. job. Yeah. Pulls back his jacket to reveal a badge. And Emmett and crew pull out as Peyton watches and Emmett and Jake go one way and the rest of their family is staying just as their sister said they would. And as they're riding away, Jake yells, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a sequel to this, but because didn't it money. didn't, yeah, it didn't do very well financially. Uh, they did not make a sequel. And then the credits roll and the, they, they did the credits in a way that you don't see very often. They, it's not by order of appearance or who had top billing. It was by location in the film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder, I mean, you see that for crew a lot of times, not sure, not like location that's supposed to be in the film, but the Malaysian film unit or the Tokyo film unit, for example, it Mm -hmm. was weird that they had it that way because when I was actually looking through the cast, this is a little weird, but yeah, it, as Jake and Emmett ride away, eventually it fades to black and Mm -hmm. the movie is over. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your so movie. my movie, I, it, it it wasn't a terrible, it, it was a non-terrible movie. So it, it's, it was a decent Western, but it, but by no means was it life-changing or, you know, a movie like Unforgiven or Pale Rider or Dances with Wolves, where it's just the rewatchability of those films is there. I love Dances with Wolves, and that's a three-hour movie. Yeah. I could watch that movie and then start it right from the beginning. I have to watch not it seen that film in a long time. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot. I also like the postman though. Again, the postman was a non terrible movie. Okay. So it's fair. I mean, that's better yeah. than most people say. Most people say the postman sucks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, would I recommend it? I guess if somebody said, Hey, you know, have you seen this? Yeah, go ahead and watch it. I mean, it's got a ton of people in it. It's it's worth it, it just to do the, hey, is that who I think that is? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was good. It was, it was, a. I mean, it was, it was a long, it was a hard movie to watch for this podcast because it, there was oh, a Jesus. lot of pausing and going, fuck, I, all this dialogue that I have to type out. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So, so I think oh, I liked it a little bit more than you. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't think it was a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely have no regrets having watched it. I, I think that it's a little long for what's in it, if that makes sense. 
it, I don't mind a longer film, but it seems a little, and that's weird considering how many notes I had for it, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of heft to it for how, it, how long it is. Yeah. I, I think that it, it, it played a little bit too, too close to happiness, if you will. Okay. Because, I, and this makes me kind of weird, but I like films where good people die because it means okay. that there are stakes. Okay. And given that none of the good people died, it, it, there's there's less to it. Every, there's nobody that had a, at the end of the movie, other than people that are nursing wounds, there's nobody that is worse off than they were before, except for the bad guys. It almost falls into a haze code type movie production where evil is punished and good completely overcomes it with with little or no damage. Okay. But if if somebody asks if they should watch it, I'd say sure. It's it's a little long, but yeah. it, it it is not I've seen movies that are much, much worse. And it, it I don't regret watching it. I just think that it could have been better. Yeah, I that's fair. And but I enjoyed it. Overall I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Playing out the stream. Uh, Jake and, and Emmett get attacked by Indians and are, are die. Okay. <laughs> they would have liked to have seen Montana. Yes. Uh, let's see. Payton um, and Hannah. Um, he gets tired of her shit. It says, you can farm all by yourself. I'm staying here. But then some bad guys roll in and he gets killed. And the bad guys take over the town and the town turns to shit. Okay, what about Stella? Stella. Um, she continues running the whorehouse for the bad guys. Okay. Okay. I think that... I, I definitely think you're right about Peyton and Hannah. Mm-hmm. I, I think at, at some point Peyton gets hammered. And and he nails Stella. Okay. And then he he doesn't know how to deal with that. Okay. But I, I don't know what happens with, with Jake or with Emmett. So did Jen watch this film? No. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. I liked it. That was wow. Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Kevin Costner. Ah, okay. So it's not n- not a hard sell. Okay. So, moving on. Watcha. 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 watching? I watched Next Generation Inner Light. That is such a good episode. Mm-hmm. Except for the makeup. Yeah, the old person makeup, they don't quite have that down. No, no. And you know who Picard's best friend is in that episode? No. He's the quartermaster from Glory. Okay. Um, let's see. I watched Flyboys with James Franco. I kind of skimmed through it. I just watched all the aerial battles mm-hmm. because it was free on YouTube. Okay. Uh, let's see. Are you familiar with who Tom Grossi is on YouTube? Uh, I don't think so. He does all these reactions of like fans or refs. Like he's got all the jerseys and, you know, he does these, he make, creates these videos. Well, he's, he also has a podcast and he also does like live 
streaming during a Packer game and comments on it. But okay. he makes these he makes these really great videos of like San Diego ver San Diego's fans how they react to Harbaugh being hired. Okay. And then and, and so so he'll have a San Diego jersey on and he's sitting on a couch and then he'll have like a guy himself wearing a Raiders jersey sitting on the couch also making a comment about it. It's very creative, it's fun and he but he's a he's he's a Packer guy. But he's he's really found a national audience. So he's been fun watching the last couple of days. And then I'm I'm really really trying to make it through Rebel Moon. Okay. There's so much slow motion, so much slow motion. And I'm trying to watch it through the lens of this is a Star Wars movie because that's this was Zack Snyder's. Yeah. Yes, this is he went to Disney and said, "Hey, I want to do a Star Wars movie and this is this is the script." And they turned him down, so he turned it into this own movie. So I'm trying to watch it through the lens of if this is a Star Wars movie. And I can see bits and pieces of it. I can see where okay, he had to change this because it's not a Star Wars movie. But um, yeah, it's I'm like halfway through it, and I'll finish it. But now I just saw that I have access to the next Mission Impossible movie. Ah, uh, not yet. Oh, you don't? I don't. You you have access to the first two minutes of it. Oh, okay. So I could sync up the subtitles. Ah, you're so kind. It'll you really be, are. It'll be ready in about an hour. Okay. But is that it? That's it. Okay, we already talked about football, and you already mentioned the Harbaugh thing, which yeah. Um, you know, I I don't care now that he's out of like the Big Ten and he's in right. the AFC. It doesn't make a fucking difference to me at all. Uh, I'm looking forward to football this weekend, but I've I've watched. One of the things I forgot to mention, and it's the second week, is uh, the new season of True Detective. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Well, see, we canceled HBO, so my HBO just went out, so I'm not watching. Oh, that. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, but oh wow! If 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 you do not kneel at the the altar of the new season of True Detective, you are a bad person. Oh, really? Yes. That is the general consensus online. Okay. Because it is very much in your face about uh, Eskimo culture because it's supposed to take place in Alaska. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like. No. Guys, guys. No. Banging the same same women. And then, you know, there is a several um, LGBTQ um, plus people in the show as well so of course there is if if you don't and like i said it's okay it's not as good as the first season honestly i don't think it's as good as the third season um but it's all right Mm -hmm. i watched star trek generations okay i watched uh, star trek first contact okay watched the first five episodes of tulsa king how's that it's good it's good is it yeah it's by Tyler Sheridan. Okay. Just like every other fucking show. Yeah. I watched a couple episodes of Remington Steel. <laughs> okay. Uh, Haunted House on Sorority Row. Uh, Lethal Seduction and The Hazing, which are all kind of together. Are those all movies with mainstream Ginger Lynn in them? No, they are all movies that 
are extremely low budget and the acting is really, really fucking terrible for them. Okay. But right. you can count on just random boobs popping up in them. Ah, those are always fun. But I was actually watching one of them and Jen puts like this little, she heats this thing up in the microwave and she puts it on her eyes every night for, for five minutes. And I'm watching one of these and she said, I'm not even watching this. I can tell the acting is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Oh, and I I did forget to mention in the what's going on. So this is what the 25th day of the year. Yeah. We're more or less sleep divorced at this point. I I think in 25 days we've slept in the same bed three, maybe four times. Oh, I, I have not slept in the same bed as my wife in well over six months. It's just easier that way. It just really is. It's just because I toss and turn and I snore and she tosses and turns. It's as much as it kind of, it's like, it sucks. It's kind of like, okay, you know what? Then I can sit in bed and I can watch my iPad and not worry about bothering her also when she's trying to fall asleep. Well, we alternate. I mean, do you always stay in the same room? Like your room is this room and her room is that room. Yeah. Yeah. We have, she sleeps in the guest room and we have, it's the same exact bed. Okay. Well, we alternate. Sometimes I'm in the guest room. Sometimes I'm in the the master bedroom. But when she leaves, it's nice because I have an Apple TV so I can watch anything in that. And I don't have an Apple TV in the guest room until my son goes back to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm more limited with what I can watch, which is actually how I was able to get this podcast ready for today was after she left last night, I was able to watch the rest of the movie. But I, every now and then I, I will just grab a quick video and then I will, I'll text it to her of her snoring because mm-hmm. she says she doesn't snore. And I swear, I thought she was going to break my speakers. Oh, really? It's really, really fucking bad. But nice. the, the funny thing is we, we've talked about the dog and how the dog is her dog. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, well, when somebody, I, I let him out every, every night at 1230 or one o'clock and then he's good until the next morning. But when she gets up and she leaves now, he gets up and he follows her. So I have to go into the guest room, retrieve the dog and take the dog outside and then bring the dog back to her okay. in the guest room and then go back to bed in the master. But uh, ready for next week's film? I am. I'm so excited And I just can't hide it Three degrees for next week's movie And I think I like it Okay, let's see if you can remember what your answer was Okay, you have three choices Mm -hmm. Horror, thriller, or lighthearted Lighthearted Oops, sorry There's one button off Okay, there were three possibilities. The one that came Uh up was number one. And the first link, keeping with my season of Under Siege, Glenn Morshower plays Ensign Taylor in 1992's Under Siege. He plays Private Opie Thompson in 1989's Rock-A-Die Baby. Dick Sargent, not Dick York, not Sergeant Mm -hmm. York, plays Adam in that film. He plays Frank Miller in next week's 1989 Tale of Sorcery. Dragon Slayer. Okay, Kevin Costner plays Jake in this week's movie. 
He plays Luther in an uncredited role in 1982's Francis. You know who else is in that? No. Uh, King Kong. Uh, Postman Always Rings Twice. Oh, Jessica Lange. Yep. The terrible actress that has won multiple Oscars. Yes. Zelda Rubenstein plays mental patient in that film. Rubenstein plays Madame Serena in next week's 1989 film that asks you to top that. Oh, Teen Witch. <laughs> the movie that grossed $27,000. can't believe office. we're doing this movie. It, we're doing this movie. It is very, very well regarded. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so it, I can't imagine that a movie like this is going to be what it's a buck 33. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that it's going to, the note taking is going to be as extensive as Silverado. There's a couple of musical numbers. So, <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, so you know, I, I thought for sure we were going to go over three this week. Well, we're close, yeah, but next week is, are we even going to hit two? So the, the new, and I almost, because the, the note taking, the, the, um, housekeeping was so slight for last week that I almost brought back who did it better oh, for this week. Okay. All right. But then I looked at the amount of notes I had. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, and I think next week you said it's definitely not going to be the weekend. So it depends on when you can get stuff done. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll try and watch it. It's, we got a lot going on this weekend and then it's winter cabin camping weeks, which a lot of chasing around and a lot of preparation. So it's, you know, it's a stressful week for in this house because, well, we just do a lot for it. So I, I don't want to be watching a movie while Bess is like making 40 pounds of spaghetti meat. So we'll see. That's fair. So just let me know, but uh, go ahead and take us on home. All right. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us for a couple hours while talking cowboys and, square dancing and hookers and shiny badges. Uh, you can reach out to the show, Betamax rewind at yahoo.com like us on Facebook. And then wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review helps tickle the algorithm. And we appreciate that. We appreciate your support and hanging out with us and listening to this whole thing. I forgot to check. Do you know, is it streaming anywhere? Teen witch? Yeah. <laughs> no I think it is. Yeah. Is oh it? yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Probably free on YouTube. No, it's on is Amazon it really? Prime. Yeah, it has the, the, oh, okay. the girl from the Karate right. Kid. It's probably free. free. On, yeah. uh, Melissa Joan Hart is in this movie. She was in Karate Kid Three. It wasn't Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina the Teenage she was Sabrina, Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Yes, she's she's a Bible witch. banger too. Is she? Yeah. I just remember she had a great Maxim layout. Anyway, anyway yeah, oh, so, she so. did, and she got she got all kinds of flack for that because she was supposed to portray somewhat of a wholesome character on the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So, so we will see you some or speak to you or whatever sometime next week or the week after. Yes, or in the near future, Teen Witch. Yes. That's it. Yes. I've had it with these devils in this motherfucking house. <laughs> <laughs>